the impact. Okay, and just like deep clean the shit out of it. Yeah. I remember I had, I remember, well, back in the day, remember we used to always come up on those things yeah. whenever somebody was trading it in? Yeah. Oh, it's $180 for credit. Oh, we'll drop it to $120 for cash. What? Why so many? Hey, bro, if you want cash like that, I'll give you $150 out the door. And he's like, what do you mean? I mean, go back out that door and you'll get $150 from me. And he's <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, test it, play it, I'm good. And then we go, we get the $150 from like the random ATM, go to Walmart, yeah. cash. Cash back, and fucking buy it off that shit. I bought like two that way. I did a sixty and an eighty, because one of mine, uh, the disc drive died. Oh, like shit. it stopped yeah. reading games, so I had to like put that one away. And but not like that. But we would also like go into like, okay, we're gonna trade it for the store credit, get an extra thirty bucks on top of it, or playing on like something. Use like the special. The play it loud, fucking little poster in here. Wow. <laughs> All right. Cool. On that note, guys, welcome to the Broken Point of View podcast. Why would you let me ramble about GameStop days? That's what you do. I don't want you doing it. You just start on it. But you recorded me on it. There's a difference. GameStop. And- we didn't sound check, dude. I don't even know if I, I sounded. Looking. Huh? I checked it. You were good. But I didn't hear it. I know you didn't hear it. How do I know if I sound good? You don't. Then why do I know. <gasps> You're a dick. Anyways, what's happening, Joe? Nothing much. Chilling, having a good time, full. Full. Stuffed. Oh my god, uh, I don't even want to talk about full. Fucking Wes over here, the moment we came here, he's like, hey, you want that double ranch? I'm like, no, puke. Double ranch. He's trying to hit me with that double ranch. Oh, right? hit the ranch for the sushi, dude? Yeah, he uh, was like, you want that ranch? I'm like, no, don't. Ranched up. Triple <laughs> ranch. Yeah, I was like, no, don't do that to me, dude. Just putting all different types, Hidden Valley. Oh, god. No. Just like no. a Chris and Pitts Kroger. <laughs> Kroger. <laughs> then like the organic. Fuck it. We're then you get the tub layer. of Kirkland. The tub. Okay, now we're going to go five layers. Tub of Kirk. Oh, gross. <laughs> so you dump it all in the tub of the Kirkland Ranch is what it is. Oh, yeah. No, you, you do like a five layer like a uh, dip right there. So you just got to try it after that. Guys, later I'm trying to keep the food down. I'm trying not even to picture the ranch, but I'm picturing the ranch. Like, don't do that. <laughs> Try not to. I'm trying to zen my brain and think of carrot cake. I have carrot cake to go home to. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. yeah, we finished eating the fucking waitress goes by. Guys, have any room for dessert? No. Brian? You have cake? <laughs> Dude, it was like, like the a little ultimate. kid. His eyes lit up. Do you have cake? Dude, I didn't see it on the menu, okay? If I know it's on the menu, I'm preparing myself mentally for when they ask that question and say, no, thank you. I saw what you had to offer and I'm good. But if I didn't see on the menu and you come selling me on it, like, oh, so do you guys save, for, save room for dessert? I'm looking at Joe. I'm like, did you? He's like, nope. I was like, you have dessert though? I didn't see it on the menu. It wasn't on the menu. It wasn't on the menu, no, huh? They, they didn't list it there. I don't know why. Thank they bring you. the cart. I think they fuck you up and bring you the cart. No. They didn't do that. The, no? Uh, I've seen some places do that, but they didn't do that there. Yeah. Dude, that the would have super dope, and they would have sold me on more than one piece. The cart <laughs> is the biggest clothes. It really is. That clothes. is the biggest clothes. It's like already here, might as well. Yeah, they just come up with this cart, and you're like, you know what? I didn't know about the raspberry cheesecake, but it's going down. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. how, they, that's how they get you. You're just Honestly, like, I was like, online, it. and it had it listed there, and I'm like, yeah, that raspberry cheesecake sounds bomb. Oh, wow. But I was like so full, I'm like, I can't do it. Dude, I, I like, I'm looking at their menu right now, because this is all they let you download from their site, and like, yeah. what they tell you to look at, nothing on fucking desserts. Nothing whatsoever. But I think if I go to their website, no, the website just had dinner menu, lunch menu, kids, oh, there's a dessert menu. It has its own menu. Oh, it's it has its, its, own, its own menu. No, wait. It's on its own oh, level. Oh, no. Dude. 
they had a triple chocolate mousse cake. They had the big chocolate cake you were talking about, and I got the towering four-layer carrot cake. It's a four-layer carrot cake, dude. It only had more layers. Honestly, I thought it had more layers. Dude, it almost didn't fit in the box when she like closed it. The yeah. edge was like hitting the edge of the box. I'm like, shit, it didn't even go in the box right. Like, I'm in trouble. I'm definitely gonna have to tag in like the family for help. They do that Chinese restaurant thing where they just overflow the box and it just didn't want to close. Like, you know what? Rubber band it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, they did that with our leftovers. Like, I was looking at Joe and she was like, oh, how many boxes? I'm like, oh man, she said boxes. She's gonna bring multiple. And I was like, I think I need one. Joe's like, yeah, we just need one for the bread. And I was like, yeah, see what he said. And but no, she grabbed their plates and she scooped each of our plates into a box. And threw the bread on the side. She had a box just for the bread. Yeah. Dude, I'll, you want the bread? I'm not going to eat it. I want the bread? Fuck you. No, you already got your own bread, bro. I eat the bread. Yeah? I'll take the bread. Uh, I'll bring the bread right now. After, bread. after, when we take a break, I'll go get the bread from the car. Because I don't think it's going to be good tomorrow. Yeah. I, I think it needs to be enjoyed today. It Texas toast or whatever. Yeah. It's not even Texas toast, dude. Like It's, it's like, sourdough bread with like that cheesy garlic butter spread. Yeah, called. hell yeah. Dude, okay. it's like, it was so rich in flavor. Like, I had to drink some soda just to like cleanse that palate because it. I was eating it and it was pure butter in my mouth. It's a mixture of cheddar and Parmesan cheese. It's like such a good combination, dude. It's oh, I go to this place specifically for the bread sometimes. I have gone to the bar and just got bread and a fucking like Jack and Coke. (laughs) Bread with the Jack and Coke. (laughs) It's over that way. Wow. They were like fuck. (laughs) They really. I know what I'm about. Just keep bringing the bread. Jesus. Top it off. Dude, it's like, yeah. he's, he's like that guy at the casino in Vegas. He's on the slot machines all day. Keep bringing the drinks. I know what I'm doing here. Except he's like, it's like one bringing cent, the bread. one cent, one yeah. cent, one he's cent. He's over here like, I'm still babysitting this one. You got to bring me more bread so I can finish it. He's like two drinks in, but like five refills of the bread in. Yeah, it's a good night. Yeah. Wait, I get some to go, right? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Joe, if I ever see you there just chilling on the bar, bro, I'm going to be like, kick him out. <laughs> Cut him off. 86 him. He said Kane's bread was better. But, um, you know, moving on now that our stomachs are nice and full and I'm ready to explode. And as I'm about to take a drink of this drink, um, what have you guys been up to? Um, uh, Joe, what you been up to? Well, so... Quick uh, caveat, I did miss one of the shows we were supposed to watch. I didn't see the Marvels. Bro. I was going to go last night. I was going to go last mm. night. Yeah! <laughs> you hear that? Our audience boos you, Joe. Yeah, you know what? Come off the stage. Once he said it, we probably actually give us an actual like soundboard now. He really could. He could hear the boo. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, it's got to be that 90s one from uh, Wheel of Fortune from the Super Nintendo. <laughs> Go. I um I got invited last minute to something really cool that I'd never done before. I've been wanting to experience this for a long time, so I You went to church? I know I've done that plenty of times. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am not allowed back there anymore. You smell Apparently when out. you walk through the doors and you start to burn, they don't like that. I That's hear. a rug, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, um a couple of friends invited me to go with them to a uh, rave over Ooh. in LA. So it, it was a SpongeBob themed rave called a uh, bubble rave i've seen that online a bubble wave rave I was that, yeah but um they actually had the voice actor tom uh tom keeney i thought it was tom kenny tom kenny it has two e's i think he wants a keeney i want to too i've heard of him i know him yeah he has his own band too yeah it's a uh, tom kenny and the high seas nice and it's a full-on oh, wow. like blues brother style band 
That's dope. I mean, I, he has I, a horn like section, that. piano. He had a duel with maracas. He has three chicks singing backup vocals, and he's singing songs in his regular voice. And he'll go into the songs with the SpongeBob voice. He does covers and he does like songs from the actual SpongeBob show. What was your favorite one that he performed? Where's Gary? Shut up! I, it was great, dude. I was just oh my god, like I, I was like it was, like watching the show all over again. It brought me back to like my childhood. Damn, Wes, did you watch SpongeBob when you were a kid? They used to watch it. Yeah, I dude, I, like there's not many songs of that show that like just hits you, but that Gary one is the one that hits almost as good as the Goobie Campfire. Go- oh, that one's another one. Uh, the Gooby Goober one, that one like stuck in there for me forever. I I, I know the song when I heard it, mm-hmm. but I cannot remember the lyrics to it at all. Gooby Gooba, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, for me, it just I I was listening. I know the song. I just. Couldn't like think of how to. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no. I, for me, I just know the those are like the top three for sure. Like, yeah. Damn. So, is he old? He's probably in his fifties, maybe pushing sixty. Like he's older, but I mean, like the dude was running around on stage, like dancing, singing. Like he was all over the spot. Like he actually had energy. Like this dude's going. So, so he's a performer. Oh yeah. Nice. No, yeah. Like he's definitely a performer. Uh, my friend, like. She was. She's a full on fan of his. She knows the guy. She met him. She knows his friends. Like she's friends with his friends. <laughs> she's friends with his friends. Yeah. I'm dead. Oh, shit. That's how you get in, bro. You don't get in with the main star. You go in with his friends, and that's how you get in good. Yeah. But yeah, like he, like, he recognized her. We're in the crowd. He like just points her. He pointed her out. Like he called her out. And then um, the other thing that was cool too was the guy who introduced the band. My friend got a chance to actually meet him and shake his hand, and talk to him for a second. Who was that? I can't remember his name, but uh, he's the voice on Phineas Ferb for the Doctor. <laughs> Doctor Goofenshmirtz. Yes. Nice. The one that says Perry, Perry the Platypus. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Nice. I don't know his name either. I cannot remember his name. I'm bad with like, I'm good with actors' names, but because I don't get to see the face of the voice actors, I'm bad with them a lot of times. Dude, I wouldn't be able to tell you if I walked past a voice actor in real life. Like, a lot I of drive around a lot. Me. Like, I'm from the OC to LA and everywhere in between. I'm driving all day. I probably have walked by a bunch of voice actors, but I don't know them like that. Like, the people who voice some of our most favorite anime people, like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I would never even realize it was a chick in the Japanese version. Yeah. I would recognize the dude who plays Goku and Vegeta only because of Comic-Cons. Like, Comic-Cons is the only way you actually, like, put a face to the name of your favorite, like, cartoon characters and anime characters. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And then a lot of them are, like, the same... Actors for a lot of different like shows. Bro, so those voice the, actors. Uh, they got a, like a headlock, dude. That one guy, the one guy who does a voiceover for not the voiceover, but who's the voice actor for um the guy from Trigun, mm. and he was the Black Power Ranger. John Young Bosch. That guy, and he's the voice of Bleach Ichigo. Ichi- he, like, he does a lot of voice work. He does work. a lot of main character like voice work. I'm just like, bro, I see. He's one that I'll find him in the crowd. Like, hey, I know you. I need your autograph. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah but I like, know him. Also, Will Friedle, the guy who was um the older brother on Boy Meets World. He was uh Eric. Oh yeah, but he ended up becoming a voice actor. He voiced um uh, Terry McGinnis for Batman Beyond. See, I would know him in the crowd. But that's because I saw him on TV. Yeah, like, you can recognize a lot of these people because they, especially the childhood stars, we would recognize them and because a lot of times they go from doing, like, TV show like that and then they get into voice acting or behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, once they're no longer pretty for TV, you go behind-the-scenes. Pretty much, yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, for real. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the only reason I kind of got to, like, know a lot of other voice actors is because, like, they're on, sh- like, other shows that I kind of catch, like the Critical Role show. I caught a lot of those voice actors on there, and I kind of figured out where they're from and what they did. Like, you would never expect it, but on Critical Role, the guy who um, 
voices facts on there. Especially, so you can watch uh, Legend of Vox Machina on Amazon Prime. Uh, Vax is also the voice actor who does Gara on Naruto. No way. Yeah. Vax, Vax, is he the one that was, like, became, like, a raven at the end of the show? Yep. Ah, okay. I'm getting better with, like, memorizing character names and stuff. That was a cool character arc. Yeah, no, his character arc was great, but, like, he, um, he's actually the same voice actor who does Gara on Naruto. That's cool. Yeah, he did it for all the video games, he did it for the anime show, and he's actually the voice, um, director for Naruto as well, towards the later seasons, when he gets a Shippuden. Oh. He became the voice director. What does that do? So pretty much when they go into the booth and they start actually like acting out lines, uh-huh. he's the guy in there saying like, "Hey, you, um, you said that a little too slow. Speed it up. We need it." Like, and he's the one like directing them on how to do the voiceover work. Wow! Didn't yeah. even know that was a job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Definitely. Cool. Sometimes it's hard. Like we really try to look at the way something is acted, and then like if you try to do it yourself. Like that difference, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, so like how I see, uh, like, let's say I'm watching One Piece, and I'm seeing how Luffy's reacting and the anger that I see him. Yeah. I'm like, I see it, but I don't hear it. Like that's you, the yeah, thing. it'd be that kind of thing. Oh, like if shit, you're doing so it, people oh. actually do do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so and also if, a lot of times when you are watching the stuff, the animation's not even done yet. Literally just reading oh. things, so they don't know how the the visual of how they're supposed to act. They don't even know how their character's supposed to look like while reading these lines. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's terrible. I think, uh, who was it? I think for Robert Williams when he did Aladdin, uh-huh. they had no animation done whatsoever, but they let the dude go off and they actually did a lot of the animation work based on his movements and how he interacted and did things. That dude's very animated when he talked. Yeah. Like, even in his stand-ups and when he did, like, the live TV shows, that fool was everywhere. Oh, yeah, no, he was on so much coke. <laughs> really? That's Coca-Cola type, huh? Yeah, yeah, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is too much sugar. Well, no, I went to this rave. It was actually a lot of fun. I would definitely want to start going again. I think it would be really cool to get going to these things. Nice. I hear there's a Shrek one to like go with the SpongeBob one. <laughs> there is a Shrek one. I want to go to that. And That's I think that one. I'm like, I do I dress up for that one, dude? If you could dress up as a donkey, I would lose my shit. Fight <laughs> 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 <By> me, <a> dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm sure that'll be somebody dressed up as a dragon, inflatable or not, yeah? Oh, like, there's so many people, they dress up as random characters that I did not expect over there. Yeah. They had, a uh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boys. That seems like a classic. It, I would always imagine people trying to go for the obvious characters who are the main cast. Uh-huh. Like, Sandy Cheeks, there's a couple of those there. Uh-huh. Um, there was obviously a bunch of Spongebob's and Squidward's, there's a couple of Plankton's. But I was not expecting Barnacle Man and, uh, Barnacle Boy and Mermaid Man, also Manta. Who was a villain for Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Yeah. Oh, the one that was like with the whole ID thing? Like yes. Patrick? Yeah. Oh, I always remember him for that stupid, <laughs> that stupid it's interaction. But I saw a couple of like, those people like dressed like that. I'm like, dude, like the dedication of these people, like they just go full out. There's one dude who came as the house Spongebob was in. He was a pineapple. He <laughs> <laughs> was a He was a pineapple house. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But that was great. I, was, I had a great time. I was just like hanging out, vibing. Um... At one point, some random strange girl who was like maybe five two, five three. So, can I spin you? And I'm like, I don't know if you can. And she picked me up and spun me halfway around. She did one eighty. Damn. And then she disappeared into the crowd. I'm like, I fell in love and walked away again. Dude, you were swept off your feet. Yeah. Did he wow. fucking stood there and just had that whole geeky come on? Girls like, that pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women didn't that think that was impossible. Yeah, fuck yeah. Wow. I'm, never, I'm like, I'm not a small person, man. Like, I weigh a lot. I'm, I was bigger than her, obviously. And she just 
she like straight up like I can do it. I'm like I believe in you, but I don't want you to get hurt. It's okay. Just pick me up, spun me around halfway. That wasn't good enough. She did it one more time. Wait. So, so you should, okay. So Wes, as um as our uh, veteran lifter, power lifter, and stuff. Resident lifter. Resident lifter. <laughs> what um exercise do you think? What workout do you think that girl is doing for her to have that much confidence in lifting somebody that's like their size and a half, like? Because at, at best she weighed like one twenty at most. Uh, I weigh at least two fifty, maybe two fifty five. In her height, like looking at Joe and when he said five two, I'm like shit. Like how how what what workout would give you the best chances of being able to pull that move off without hurting yourself? Like what would be the best workout? It's got to be deadlifts or some goblet squats straight. Goblets or deadlifts? Yeah. Deadlifts I hear a lot. Which which one's that one again? That's the one that you clink. Oh, the clinkers. That's where you pick it up right off the ground. Yeah, and then you let it, like... Well, they, that's... It, it just depends on however. I mean, there's a lot of ways, because there are people who just do, like... They're doing that shit when it's a PR, which is, like, a personal record, you know? Like, you're doing some heavy-ass weight. You know, okay. someone picking up, like, 600 pounds, 500 pounds, and they're fucking pulling it up one time, and then, okay, let it go. I'm holding it, and I'm just done, because they can't control it to put it back down. That's where you really do that shit. People are annoying and just fucking slam. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They want people to look at them in the gym, so they're doing it on purpose to like get people to stare. Yeah. They want to like look at how much I'm lifting, and they have like maybe a plate and a half, two plates on there, but they're like slamming on the floor every time. Got it. So then she is probably deadlifting like 400 then to have that confidence to be like, I can pick up any guy in this place. So then it's just that low carry, it's unless she was doing carry. like the stone carry, which is like the strongman shit where you literally pick up like a big fucking stone. Joe, how'd she pick you up? Atlas stone. Honestly, I think she stone carried it. Because she literally, like, she didn't go to waist. She literally got me, like, by the chest area. Mm-hmm. Her arms were, like, right on here. And she's, like, got up and linked back and started spinning. Damn. So she's a heavy-duty deadlifter, more than likely, to survive that. That or she just was high as shit and didn't, had no qualms about hurting herself. That she was Wonder Woman she all was of a pumped. sudden. <laughs> she, she was pumped. She was pumped. Completely <laughs> I was like, she's like, I <laughs> She's on just a little trend. She has some creatine before she went in there. <laughs> just snorting lines of creatine. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way. Wes, right do you condone that? <laughs> right into the bloodstream. Uh, right into the bloodstream. Don't, don't fucking snort it, guys. Don't snort the fucking creatine. Please. There's your public service announcer. Don't snort your creatine, people. It's not the right way. It's not going to saturate properly. <laughs> It's got to clump over your nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, breathing problems. <laughs> it will coagulate in the wrong areas. You go full art lane with the first shot. <laughs> uh, imagine being able to use your nose. That's, that's kind of shit. <laughs> Damn. Do you like that ability? Don't do it. <laughs> do you know what we're talking about? I want to say just breathing. So, do you know who Artie Lang is? A what? Artie Lang. Do you know who he is? He's a comedian, but he worked on Howard Stern Show for years. Uh, well-known drug user. Okay done tons of cocaine okay he actually got to the point where he did so much coke his nose caved in on itself all the cartilage in his nose just went to shit and it just went flat he has no nose now michael jackson says worse whoa voldemort yeah wow full voldemort whoa but that was just from years of cocaine abuse no way yeah what the hell yeah it just it eroded away at his uh, cartilage in his nose and it just after a while, it just like caved in on itself and it just went away. So what did he do? Nothing. He had to have plastic surgery and like they 
we're able to reconstruct a kind of nose for him, but it's like not quite like right. It looks it looks off when you see it. No way. I gotta yeah. Google that later. But yeah, for a while there, he had nothing there. It was just like flat. That's scary. Yeah. Has he stopped? Probably not. <laughs> wow. And he's like, I got an indestructible nose. Let's take it from him. He's like, I'm a <laughs> Got bionic nose. Let me think do more. <laughs> right? Nah, I'm it's just tubes. tubes. <laughs> <laughs> I turn on a switch. It's like a vacuum. It just sucks it up for me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he upgraded his nostrils. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Where the old ones out this time. We're full edge runners. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was like my that was like my weekend. Like I was gonna go see the movie, I totally had planned to see that, but like you know, the opportunity came up. It was a free ticket. All I had to do was like get out to L.A. and like hang out for a while, and then you know, go see a great show. It was fucking great. That's awesome, man. I'm proud Thank of you. you. Good job. Went to your first one. Yeah. High five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Wes? What you been up to? Not much, really. Just working, living life. Getting huge. Hitting the hitting the gym, brother. Oh, are you, are been you? on a new uh, been on a new uh, what do you call it? No workout. It's like a new routine. Ooh. Starting a new program right now, so we'll see. I'm upgrading the food right now, so I'm Up, in the middle. Upgrading the food? Yeah, just up the intake on the oh, food. Oh shit! So you're yeah, gonna start bulking more. again? Yeah. Fuck. Start eating more. I've been on the like actual oatmeal game again in the morning and stuff. So. Dude, your biggest, you were hitting like 280 something, right? You were hit like 286? 287, yeah. 287. At um, one point when he was like living with me, like the dude got to 287, but it was like maybe what, like 8% body fat? Like you're fucking huge, but it was like mostly muscle. Yeah, it was like 12 or 13, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty dope. So the dude was just like all muscle, just fucking huge shoulders and arms and chests. That's all you were. shit. You're banging it? Bang, no, just banging into oh. shit all the time. Just walk around, boom. <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, my shoulders are too big. They just don't go down anymore. They did, dude. They are always narrow, so he's walking through sideways. Shut up. It was that right. bad? Sometimes. That's hilarious. Yeah. I hit the fucking little heater thing and all that. I think you have, a, you have a video of you probably still on your Instagram of you, like, I think you were deadlifting or uh, squatting 600 pounds. Yeah, yeah. It was like 646, because we were doing, like, kilos or whatever. Fucking A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing the, Olympi- the European Olympic weights. So we're out there doing that shit. We tried to go for 700. Tried for 711. Couldn't pull it off. Fuck. Wow. Couldn't pull it off. That's like man. stacking me and Joe twice on your back and then making you do a dead. What was it? It was a squat. Squat. Dude. How? That's almost like an elephant. Just will, man. The baby elephant. Baby elephant on your back and you're squatting down with your poor knees. How are your knees? They're okay. Yeah. Not bad, yeah. Do they crack when you get up yet? No. I actually take turmeric. Like, to be oh. to be real with you, like, this is like the, the hippie hour for with Wes and uh-huh. stuff, uh-huh. but, like, to be real with you, I actually make ginger shots at home. So I make ginger, turmeric, and a bunch of other little things. Is that, that the stuff they give you at uh, Jamba Juice? You uh, could get it. You can get that. I don't know if they have... Do they have turmeric at Jamba Juice? I don't think they have turmeric. I, so. I think they have You can ginger. do ginger, you can do wheatgrass, all that stuff, but... Oh, yeah. Honestly, at one point, like he even got me doing it when I was working out with him. We would take the turmeric pills because it actually helps your joints. Yeah. Turmeric pills. Yeah. So yeah. now... But you can actually get turmeric itself and put it into the shake in the morning if you want to take that. Yeah. yeah, and that's literally what I've been doing is, like, I make shots. Like, you know how there's, like, the little ones you can buy at the store? Uh-huh. So I make that shit. Wow. Yeah, I blend it up and then sift it, like, three times. Jesus. 
Then I like pour it out in little two ounce shots. I'm literally like, it's like a chemistry lab in there, but like, yeah, the difference is, is breaking uh, bad with Wes, <laughs> breaking games. <laughs> For real. Like the difference with that one is like, you know, when you take the pills and stuff, it's kind of like an extract, you know. Coleman Burger. Fuck. There's like nothing but a peanut lifting, so. When you get the extract, it's not always the same. Like it, it could be more or less, but it's like man-made shit still. Yeah. Right. So basically, I'm just taking the actual root, grinding that sucker up, and then just sifting all the shit out and just drinking whatever's left over. That's what's up. Yeah. So it's actually been helping like with my joints and stuff because I really don't have issues like that. That's gangster. Yeah, I don't really crack and pop too much either. So. Dude, my thumb's been bugging me lately as of late. I don't know if it was a change of weather, but I'd be finding myself cracking it more and more lately just because it feels bugging. And that was the one that I broke when I was a kid. That gives oh, me yeah. arthritis coming through. Shut up. Yeah. That's yeah. how it starts? Yeah, that's how it was for my mom. Oh, man. Weather and all that shit affects you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I broke some bones, so, you know. It, usually that is what kind of causes it like, later on in life. Like, it's just the calcium buildup from it and everything like that. That sucks ass. Yeah. I, that means that's my ankle, that's my pinky, that's my wrist, that's my thumb. Could use them now. Fuck, dude, that's like my texting thumb, too. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I would text. play Monster Hunter with this one. Better send those texts, bro. <laughs> my You're just going to see like man now. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, I already did that for work. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, cool. I'm glad you guys are out there living life. And uh, Wes, I'll be watching your game, sir. What, what's yeah. gonna be the new? Uh, what do you do? Personal uh, best records or? I mean, I take note of what I lift. Yeah. What's your what What's your mark right now? Where's your current oh. PRs? For what? Huh? What What discipline? Squat. Let's go. Squat. Lift. Squat. Lift. Squat. squat. Yeah. Uh, we were at six four six back in the day. Where you at right now? Only like two forty five right now. Okay. So next time we record podcasts with Wes. Well, check on that again, and we'll see how much you went up there. Star secondary podcast? No, not a secondary podcast. Well, no, it's gonna it be, be like the opener, bro. The muscle minute. Real yeah. Quick. <laughs> but no, he he wanted his hippie corner. Well, hippie corner, if I can. <laughs> be the, the hippie corner would be the YouTube video where we show you like you like making the, all your drinks and all that stuff. Yeah. That would be funny. That would be funny. All right, fine. We'll do a workout. We'll get you that fucking Heisenberg hat and the glasses. Heck, no lie, I'd be taking um, black seed oil. What the fuck? Yeah, I'd be taking black seed oil and then also my ginger shots. What else we got going on over there? Hippie corner. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Any fish oil? Yeah, fish oil. I have it right here. Oh my god, he has it like right next to Protein powders, yeah, I got that. You still running with the uh, Redcon or you got something different? I still have that Redcon, yeah. Okay. Still rocking that. Jesus, how good are those things for? They last. They get like two years or something on them. Especially with they have a good shelf life. It's not. It's only to keep it dry. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I swear, there's one. I'm taking one right now. It's like a carb protein. So it's literally like ground up like rice and wow. all that stuff into a powder. So you're drinking like carbs. Shitload of carbs. Yeah. And that's helping you get bigger though too. That does help. Yeah. That's why I'm a little husky right now. All right. But I swear to God, this one that I'm taking right now is just blowing. I'm just blowing ass, dude. Like I, I haven't taken this one, but it's five percent rich piana. Like it was just a rice one. I found it marked down at uh, OC like uh, discount nutrition. Shout out Costa Mesa. So, hey. so um, I saw it marked down. Usually it's like a sixty seventy dollar thing, and then I saw it marked down to twenty nine. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy this sucker. Dude. 
picked it up, and then like I took one scoop, not bad. Now I'm at the point where like I'm doing like two scoops after, because that's really about where I need to like have it to like see some gain. And straight, I've just been blowing ass, dude. I swear, I'm like, it's gotta be that. Because I haven't really changed what else I'm eating. Uh-huh. And nothing else is weird, like, you know, just water, low in- water intake or anything like that. It's like, straight up, just blowing ass out of nowhere, dude. He's gonna be on the scale. Oh. 273. Uh... 244. Yeah, dude, it's all gas, bro. That's wild. It's been brutal. Damn. All right. Now we know. Uh, if we hear any noises coming from Wes's corner, we know where it's coming from. No, I'm chilling right now. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I was doing it all out. We're in a closed room. I know. I was I'm like, you closed the window. We're dead. Yeah. yeah if you hear dead air for more than two minutes, we passed out. Yeah, what happened? Just cool. so <laughs> One thing is, like, there would be a warning because it's not silent right now, bro. So, <laughs> it's blowing with force. <laughs> May the force be with you. It's coming. May the force be with you. You gotta get the fuck out. It's like the fog. You know, be careful, dude. I need need thermal glasses. You know how they did that one experiment to watch people fart? Yeah. It's already fucking thermal. What's the cloud? The whole room is like a vortex tornado. Get to the ground, Joe. Get to the ground. He crashed off the Imperial March. <laughs> That's how it is, dude. I got fired, dude. Damn. Pretty not, right? Uh. <laughs> On that note, can we talk about the stuff we're going to talk about? <laughs> can, but you haven't told what you've been up to. Oh. I, dude, I just oh well okay. Um, you you'll see it on the podcast page. Uh, yeah. I just had a killer friendsgiving dinner with my man here, Joe. Okay. We went. We got a little romantic. Uh, went to this one spot called the uh, Clearman Steak and Sign. Thank you. Over at Pico Rivera. Yes. Off Weir Boulevard. Yes. That was a place that dude. I I've been looking forward to this steak for like two weeks now. Yeah. When we said hey, when Soul comes back, we'll go get steaks together. I was like, cool. You know, steaks dinner, and it's like right in time for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's like next week already, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Holy shit! So let me get my steak in now because next week I'm only gonna be eating ham, turkey, and mashed potatoes and stuff for like multiple days. So dude, we got this bomb ass steak, super huge, nicely charred. Their whole thing is they do it on charcoal. So. They cooked okay. that steak on charcoal ovens. I was like, that's dope. And, you know, I got a char. Joe got something. Yeah, like, prime rib. Prime rib. I got rib. I. You got rib, a boneless ribeye steak. Yeah. Oh, boneless. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Hey, dude, I wasn't going to pay like 10 more bucks for the bone to be in there. So I was like, you pay for the bone. Dude, you eat, you'll probably eat the bone. I don't eat the bone. I don't eat the bone. It's oh, just, well, Joe said there was more, like bone marrow in there. You know what? The, the bone marrow and the actual bone, when they cook it, uh-huh. it softens up, it seeps to the bone, and it adds flavor to the meat. Oh, I thought so that you get more be flavor like from where they like pick the bone marrow out and stuff. No, no, no. I mean, there's some spot where you can do that, but normally okay. for that, they specifically like cut the bone right down the middle and they use a huge bone. They get like rib bones, where it's like a beef rib bone. Like from the Flintstones. Exactly, because you want to be able to ha- see and be able to scoop the marrow out. Okay. That's what I was picturing in my head. Like, maybe they're going to cut me the bone and I can, like, scoop some marrow out of it. No, no, nothing like that. The oh, bone okay. is literally just there, but it adds flavor to your steak. It's actually way more flavorful. And when you get closer to the bone, the meat's even more tender. All right. Next time I'll try it that yeah, way. Yeah, because, you I'm know, sorry. the bone actually absorbs a lot of the heat when it's cooking. Mm-hmm. So you get, like, if you got it, like, that's a like, medium rare. It's, like, rare. Always medium rare, bro. It's, like, rare right there. Really? Yeah, because oh, the shit. bone absorbs that heat as opposed to the meat getting it. Dude, okay. Next time we go on, Joe, we'll bring Wes. And we'll get a steak with bone in, and we'll see the difference. 
Yeah, no, we definitely gotta do that. And this time, like, you can like see how me and Wesley actually go about it. Because yes. normally, me and Wesley you do the tomahawks. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Where are oh. those photos? We didn't take photos. We're we not like ate. it. We don't photograph everything. <sighs> okay, but yet if I'm asking, hey, what does it look like? You guys can't show me. I can show what a tomahawk looks like. No, I want to see what your tomahawk looked like. I can show you one of me with a tomahawk, but not the from there. No, see, that's why I need to know what I'm going to eat, guys. Why do you think Yelp was created? So people can see what they're about to eat and what they're going to order from the menu because a lot of places don't so even So why people can pitch about places? That's and avoid them and make more room for us. Yeah, I agree. Let's go. <laughs> all right, so all I heard is Wes is invited the next time we go to this spot. And let's make the reservation because we waited there for like an hour, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even take my switch. I was very bored. And my data, I ran out. Oh, you know what I've been up to? I've been, I've been rewatching One Piece on the yeah. road. And I burned 40 gigabytes of data on Crunchyroll. <laughs> so <laughs> I already hit like the warning and said, hey, you're at 48 gigabytes. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm about to watch two more episodes. And watched the two episodes. Scott Pilgrim came out, so I burned that too. And yeah, next thing you know, hey, you're at 50 gigs. You're going to get throttled in high congestion areas. I'm like, thank God I'm not going to go anywhere. Thanksgiving next week, only got a couple days of work and I'm staying home. Like, I got <laughs> Wi-Fi. We good. But right, on the road, I can't be watching any more anime. Which, by the way, I do not condone or endorse. I just am bored when I'm stuck in traffic. So anyway, that's what I've been up to, Joe. So let's talk about the episodes on our podcast. All right. So uh, today we're actually going to talk about a new show on uh, Netflix called Blue Eye Samurai. Nice. Uh, after that, we're going to get to the Marvels, which I believe only Brian has seen. What? <laughs> you didn't watch it? No. What the hell? I did the skim. Cliff you notes. did the skim? Cliff Notes? Cliff All right. Notes. Cliff Notes worked. <laughs> hey, he's already one step better than Saul. Saul would have never even laid the Cliff Notes for us. Saul would have fuck the Cliff Notes. Yeah, he would have been like, if I wasn't going to pay the shit, why well, don't I write your Cliff Notes? They're like, bro. All right, cool. So we got the Marvels, Blue Light Samurai. What are we closing with? Gonna close off with Loki, since he actually had the series finale. Very nice, very nice. I did see that all in its entirety. Joe, did you? Saw the whole thing. Yes, Wes. Nope. Don't <laughs> it? Nope. Damn it. Hey, he's still ahead of Saul. Yeah, he's still ahead. Like, damn, all right. I'm chilling on that one. We like it, we like it. He's all done right. more work than Saul. He really has. No, I, was like, looking at, I was looking at Disney Plus, and I was like hovering. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I had to go the other way. No, uh, we're to what? Do I clench or do I release? Son of a bitch. Yeah, Call back. That's it, dude. Clench or release. That's it. All right. Sounds good. The whirlwind good. awaits. <laughs> that's it. All right. All right. Well, then, uh, let's get into it. So, ah, Blue-Eyed Samurai. This one this came out of nowhere. nowhere. Like, there was no marketing for this, I feel, and that's what got my attention. Because Netflix threw it up there in the like, top 10 new release. And I'm like, what do you mean top 10? I haven't even heard of this. One, it was anime, so it caught my attention. Yeah. Uh, Blue-Eyed Samurai. I love Samurais. It caught me with those two things. Yeah, and apparently this show has been in like production for like five years. Shut up. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about it for real quick. And literally, like, they put a lot of money into it, and they took their time to animate it to make it look as good as it does. Fuck. Well, the animation's on point. Like, yeah. the blood, the gore, the limbs being cut off. It was really good. Yeah, but apparently, like, just, like, the production time for it, because, like, it was a small studio that did it, too, it took them, like, five years to animate the whole the- thing and get everything done. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Dude, oh, man. We'll <laughs> talk about that later. Go on. But, uh, yeah, uh, it came out uh, about a week ago, maybe two weeks no marketing whatsoever. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I was looking it up on IMDb and I got hit with an ad. All right. <laughs> That's Kim. Thank you, Google. <laughs> now we know what Brian's target marketing is. Dude, seriously. I'm like, what the fuck? That Jergens. 
Moving on. <laughs> uh, so, for those of you who don't know, Blue Eye Samurai is literally about a feudal Japan samurai who's literally on a quest for revenge. Okay. The entire time, this samurai is trying to find their father, who happens to be an American. And back in this time, Japan closed off its borders to anyone who's outside the country. And if anyone happens to be mixed race, they're looked down as if they're a monster, a, a abomination. Dude, like straight up, you were the Oni or something. Like you were not even considered human just because you like you didn't have the round face. You had the round eyes, and God forbid your eyes were blue. If you're dif- if you're different from them in any way, they're just like you're a freak of nature. Hmm. So this samurai was from childhood just always accosted and constantly like picked on and like deemed as less than human. Fuck. Yeah, it was really fucked up. Yeah, and like as time carries on, you know, their mother f- dies in a fire when they burn down her house because they're trying to kill her. Wow. She's an orphan at this point, so. Oh, I just gave away. I was trying like to hide it the entire time. I just gave away by accident. Gave away what? Uh, the samurai keeps kept saying they, them, all this stuff, because the whole time you are led to believe it's a male samurai, you find out like within episode three that it's actually a female. Mm, yep. Yeah. And you only find out she was only portraying a boy because her mom was trying to hide her so much. She was raising her like as a boy. Like you always keep your hair short. She always got the buzz cuts. Mm. She was concealed in every which way that anything that could have given away she was a girl was hidden. Almost like Mulan. Yeah. She was like trying to live the Mulan stuff. Yeah. She was literally trying to eat, live, and breathe Mulan status where nobody should have known she was a girl. And then if anybody ever breathed it, they died. If they ever found out, they died. She killed them. And then even when she got like an assistant that was helping her on her journey, she threatened to kill him too once he found out she was a girl. He was like, oh, you're just... Yeah. Oh my God. The guy was like a virgin and he was missing his hands. He put some like really cool like uh, ninja tools. I'm calling them ninja tools. Instead of hand, so he would be able to hold chopsticks, he'd be able to pick oh, stuff wow, up. Okay. Like, it was pretty, like, pretty yeah, cool he, stuff he had. He was born slow and without hands, so, like, he literally had a, created these things to help him, like, hold stuff, so he can actually, like, help his father around the shop, where they, he made, he was a cook, he would make noodles for them. Yeah. So, you know, it was, like, he made his, he was trying to make his life work, but he was a little slow and dim-witted, hmm. but because he was also, like, just physically deformed, everyone kind of did the same thing with her, like, you're a freak of nature. Yeah. Yeah, so she kind of like defends him at one point in the needle shop when someone was going to try to kill him. And he's like, well, I'm the best needle maker there is. And if I can if I can be the best at that, why can't I be the best samurai too? Even though I don't have hands, I mean, like, I don't have hands. I'm the best needle maker. I can do that too. Yeah. So he just followed her and starts telling her master. Yep. She's trying to get rid of him, takes him to a brothel, pays for a full week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the the uh, geishas, the geishas. There you go. The geishas. I'm trying to think of the right name that they yeah, use. Yeah, I was talking about this with somebody else, and I gave them the right term too. And I was like, yeah, you know, the dude got geishas. He got two of them, and they were like, "Have you ever been the one before?" He's like, "No." And she's like, "Okay, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll no, teach like, you. We'll teach you." We're like, right here, firm pumpkin, and right here, soft peaches. And I was like, "Oh my god." Nobody explained that to me when I was growing up. I was like, oh my god, that is the best analogy. Like, be soft like a peach, be firm like a pumpkin. I was like, oh my god. And that fool had a great time for that multiple days. That was, only, that was the only one day he was there. He went looking for the next day where he found her like laid out in uh, trying to like like uh, stitch up a wound she got. Uh-huh. And she was at like a waterfall and 
she ended up getting into a fight with some other dudes there. Okay. And she lays out. She's her top, whatever the kimono thing is. Mm-hmm. That like is open. He comes up and he just like goes, <gasps> peaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was so nice. Yep. There we go. So, like, it's really cool. This anime is just all about vengeance, revenge. This girl is literally trying to kill anybody that is, uh, I guess, are they, were they American or English? London? They're English. They're four white men from England. They're there selling guns and drugs. Um, so she was trying to find these four specific white men because they're the four that could be her possible father. On top of that. So it's like a bastard child trying to find her dad with dad. She has daddy issues. Yeah. Oh. Big <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's her whole journey. She's trying to track down the corruption that's happening in the Edo period Japan. Um, they talk about politics. They talk about this one uh, daughter of an emperor or shogun. The, no, he, he the shogun was marrying his son off to a um. Pretty much, he wasn't a shogun. He was like a a, a lord of the lands. And he was gonna marry off this daughter to the shogun's son, so that way he could raise in and po- like ranking power. Yeah. So they even had those type of politics in there, and I was like, oh, okay, I get yeah. it. And then you had the corruption of the Japan people who were making like uh, black market deals with the white guys from London. Like, oh yeah, we'll help you smuggle your guns in. We'll help you smuggle this in. You just gotta give me a cut. And then it was all like, money pays this, money buys that. And then they, it, what was the fucked up one? Was it reminded me of the last samurai? You know how it was like samurai going against the white guys, yeah. but they had guns and machine guns. Yep. And they had a they found some people who were about to betray the white guy, and they like put them in a in a bag over their head, and they brought them up to like a area. And they're like, all right, there's the bow and arrows. Go ahead and try to shoot. So they're trying to shoot the guy that's about to kill them, and their range of arrows only go so far. And the guy sees like, all right, picks up the gun, shoots them from so farther away to where the arrows couldn't hit. And I was like, damn. So he not only, like, let them think they had a shot, he actually gauged it. Like, all right, your arrows can only go so far. I will be five feet this way, and boom, you're dead. So it was crazy. Like, hmm. And then that portrays, that foreshadows, like, the big takeover that happens in the temple of, like, all they had to do was step up to a certain range, let the enemy fire the arrows, see where the arrows land. All right, fire. Bam. Just, they were just wiping out gate by gate, and it was just crazy. And then you had the blue-eyed samurai that was working behind the scenes, entering these tunnels, trying to find these guys in between, killing everybody along the way if they had anything to do with them, because she was like trying to clean house. So it was pretty dope. And the animation, like Joe said, was really good. And then you, you sent us that funny-ass video of uh, the fight scene where somebody voiced over like, Counter! Weave! <laughs> Weave, weave, weave. Yes, dude, that made it even better. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it was so good. And yeah, no, and then uh, it was really cool because even the girl's backstory before she like became a full fledged samurai, she was working with this one uh, blacksmith blacksmith that was making swords for samurais, right? Mm, And so it was funny, and I didn't catch it until like episode two that the guy she that she went to and she's like, "Oh, I'll help you." He, I didn't know he was blind. Oh yeah, the swordsmith was the swordsmith was blind, and yeah. I was like, "What?" And so she kept making comments like, "Well, if you could see me, you would be you wouldn't like me either." And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's looking at you, and then he turns around and like his eyes are gone. Uh, but he's so skilled in his craft, he doesn't need to see. He goes he to the sounds. Yeah, he'll like hit one of those guitar tuners. Mm-hmm. He'll tune it, and he'll hear it with the vibration of the metal he's about to use. And so he taught her how to make blades. 
and she was over here the whole time trying to make a blade that matched her. Mm. And they even went to a state where a meteorite fell from space, and they got the meteorite rock, and they, the guy tried to make a metal out of it. Damn. He couldn't. So then she found a way to get that metal, melted it, so she has a meteorite sword. Oh, no, the reveal for that was so fucking good, though. It was. Because for the reveal for that one, yeah, he goes, take one of these swords. It'll help you on your way. She goes, I have my own sword. And she hits the sword against the doorway, and he can hear the vibration, and he immediately knew that she took that meteorite and was able to turn it into a sword. Hmm. The one thing he couldn't do, because there's one scene where you see him hammering at it, trying to heat it up so like, soften it up so he can bend it and form it into a fucking ingot. Oh, and he yeah. couldn't get it to work. And he's like, damn this metal. Hmm. And he gave up on it. And she found a way. They never show her doing it, but like, she showed She's him like, I it. mastered blacksmithing. And, she be- and then while he was like, teaching her how to blacksmith, the samurai that came and he would have them practice in front of him. Like, I can't make you a sword without knowing what you know how to do. Okay. So I need to know exactly every move you're going to do with this to make a proper sword for you. Because the only way this works perfectly is I need to know how your hands re- react and move. Hmm. And she watched them as they trained and like practiced different things. So she knew a shit ton of styles. Uh-huh. That's pretty sick. And that's how she was able to take down eight guys in a, their home dojo. She literally said, what style? We got trash. Boom, boom, boom. Kick Yo, Shira Ryu is trash. <laughs> and then she just fucking just goes ham. And then, you know, counter! <laughs> yeah so yeah no it was pretty dope anime dude like I enjoyed watching it um you gotta watch out you can't really watch it around kids uh definitely yeah. 18 and up um a lot of nudity sex talk and of course blood and gore hmm. yeah I was surprised that they showed animated boobies yeah I was, I was like oh okay I was, they're, they're the they did it more than once too they did it a couple times yeah that's true dude there was a full on sex scene <laughs> oh shit there was yeah oh damn I was like where there's actually a couple of them did you see the one of the guys that came pegged no. The white man? Yeah. There was a chick who was behind him and she had the Oni mask with the long ass nose and she was going ham on him. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I probably tuned that one out. Yeah, it showed him bent over. I'm like, is he having to struggle with it? Oh, my God, you're bent over? Yeah. I remember that scene. I didn't know that's what was happening. She pops up with the Oni mask and he goes, did I say to stop? <laughs> and she puts it back on and just goes back to town. Bro. I thought he was, he was being poisoned by the other dude. I thought he was getting like a spa treatment. No. Well, he's getting spotted up. I mean, <laughs> he was getting exploited. No. Hell yeah. No. That's, you know. Yeah, no, that dude, uh, he, he got pegged pretty good with a mask. Mm. And he was having the time of his life. I did not see that. <laughs> Thanks, well, yeah. Joe. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we got all that, right? And then, um, dude, the ending, though. The ending was... I did not see coming 100%. Like, I had an inkling something was going to lead to a season two, just how they were working it up, and how she only found, like, one out of four guys. Well, no, because he also mentioned that one of the others was already killed. Right. So she killed one before she even got to him, before the show even starts. Uh-huh. So season... So she, she gets to this guy, and he starts saying, like, oh, are you one of my bastards then? And he starts like just like toying with her because he finds out what she really wants. He finally knows exactly why she's after them, and because you're you might be my father, I'm gonna kill every single fucking one of you guys. Damn. And he goes, "How are you gonna find the others? They're not like me. They're not living out in the open. I mean, I was in hiding, but I wasn't hiding. Everyone knew where I, where I was. Anyone who knows knows. Yeah. So how are you gonna find those other two without my help? 
because I know one word that's going to help you get there to them, and you have no idea what, what that word is. Mm-hmm. And he goes, London. So she ends up sparing this dude's life because he's going to help smuggle her from Japan to London mm-hmm. to go look for these guys. And that's how season one ends. Huh. Yeah, okay. it was so cool. Like, she, they literally set up where she was there. She, all she had to do was like kill him, like she killed everybody else this series. Um, you know, because he bought his uh, safety and I'll take you to where the other guys are, so you don't kill me. Saved his own skin by you know, right on his other two boys. Ones. And I mean, fool had money for days, so I'm sure he don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. That's why he's like, free me. And the best part too is like he just like teased her with it, like, you know, you have your you have the eyes of like so and so. Uh-huh. But you have the anger and the, the rebelliousness of the so-and-so. Yeah. But you got my spite. Like, he just, like, kept laying in, like, it could be any one of us. And yeah. you can't get to them without me. Like, he just, he pushed the right buttons. It was so well done. He's the biggest hater. Yeah. But... Yeah, so it was good. It was good. I can't wait for season two. Like, if what you guys say, it took so long to get animated and stuff, it worries me. Like, I'm hoping it doesn't take more than a year to get season two. I'm pretty sure because they, they announced season two pretty early on, I think. They already announced season two? I think they did, yeah. The hell? Like, it's actually been like a pretty well-received show. But um, I think they did announce season two, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I'm pretty sure they got into production right away even before they had the announcement for season two. Yet to be greenlit. Shit. As of a day ago, they still haven't greenlit the project. Damn. And that sucks. I mean, what? It's been a week out now, right? Yeah. We've got other shows greenlit within a week. One Piece, for example. Yeah, but those like, were also pushed by Netflix. Those are shows that were like, they went out of their way to advertise and to like do a, put out trailers, commercials. Netflix didn't do anything with this one. So, I mean, it's going to take them a little longer, I believe, to actually like promote and like start like saying, okay, yeah. Maybe that's just the way they promote is putting it in that new top ten. That was the only way they did it, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, brand new out this week, and then, you know, if they have enough people watching, they promote it that way. Mm-hmm. They got me. They got you. Yeah, I mean, I, I put in the, the chat real quick. Hey, Blue Eyes Samurai looks dope. Let's watch this. Yeah. Once he said that, I was like one episode in. I'm like, hey, Joe saw it. All right, let me continue. And then I binge the hell out of it. And yeah, it was great. Weave. <laughs> <laughs> Counter! <laughs> you probably tore him up. <laughs> Gino Chop <laughs> broke his jaw. When she put her hands in the dude's mouth and ripped Dude, the teeth out. About Dude, when she ripped out the dude's teeth. Yeah. That hurt me. What hurt more? Seeing her break the dude's arm and the bone come out or the teeth coming, getting ripped out? The bone. The bone, bone out would freak me the fuck out. I'd throw up. I think I'd be more pissed about the teeth. That's like hockey injury stuff, bro. But this is back in the day with no dental. Like nowadays, we can do There's no dental. They <laughs> <laughs> told you it's a twenty-five dollar copay, man. You're getting a bill for like a hundred dollars. What the fuck? Damn, you're right. You're right. All right. Based on the era, <laughs> okay, I changed my statement. Teeth, teeth for sure. The bone, you know, it's either gonna get popped back in or wrapped in bandage or cut it off. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that nothing else you can do about that. Yeah, they have. We can do something about that. The teeth are like. Yeah, yeah, you toothless now. That, yep, that's it. We were full DreamWorks. Oh my god! I was gonna be like, was George Washington around back then? Because they were doing wooden teeth back in those days. Uh, Edo period. Uh, I believe George Washington's like another like fifty to hundred years from that, because this is like right before um, Britain actually colonized the United States. Got it. All right. Well, season two, maybe they'll come with wooden teeth. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I might come out with wooden teeth. Like, 
Done. All right, uh, ratings. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, okay. Wes, now wait. Is it we rate it and then we tell us, or we do we? Well, ask wasn't gives like what he he thinks he would. What he thinks. Based on the meme, we'll give it a seven. Leave <laughs> <laughs> <Meme> alone. <laughs> right, the seven. So wait, are you gonna watch it? Yeah, I'll watch it. All right, cool. I'll eventually get to it. He'll eventually get to it. Yeah, I'd be putting on shit. Nice. I'd be streaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the last thing you watched? Though? The last thing was a streamed uh, freaking Hellraiser in there, and then watch Rick and Morty up to the seventh season. So oh, okay, so you're caught. You're I get, like check it. Caught up. Yeah, because you don't really have to watch it, but then the thing is, I heard that they do a lot of callbacks to stuff. They do. I'm I'm caught up with the season, so I won't spoil anything. Yeah. but I would like to know where you're at. So yeah, yeah. I, I finished six. I'm I haven't started seven yet. What? I'm ahead of you guys on Rick and Morty. Why yeah. haven't we done Rick and Morty? Because it's every it could have just game. came out. No, no, like in general, like why didn't we review uh, season six? I think when we started, six had already been out, and I think that's like when Justin Rowland was having all this bullshit going on. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I say we should review uh, season seven when it's done. Because uh, this is season, uh, and you guys will hear it. Let me know if you guys catch it. Uh, this is the one with uh, new voice actors. Yeah. For Rick and Morty. So check that out. Let me know what's up. We'll review it later. That's cool. I also did watch a little bit of Invincible. <gasps> uh, that's one where only like two or three episodes are out right now, right? Season one or yeah. season two? Season two. Okay. Oh, I watched so season one. Season one. So that's why I knew all the shit, like with the Mortal Kombat moves on yeah. Omni-Man and stuff. I was like, all right. And then him, him doing that. To the train boy. scene. and the, yeah. yeah. So I've been watching season two. I watched the first episode. I was going to go to two, but I left it alone. Okay. Yeah, I was just like, you know, I'll come back to it. Because I didn't realize how, like, they were, they were pretty long. Yeah, they're like 40 minute episodes, 45 yeah. minute episodes. Which is good because they're doing them only weekly. So I was like, dude, I want to review it. Like, in a future podcast, I want to do Invincible too. Yeah. Because the first episode alone is a mindfuck. So I was like, oh my God. When it started, I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? Exactly. Yeah. That's why I was like, whoa, it really got you. Just with episode one, they yeah. got you again. And I was like, yeah. well done. Bravo. And then, I like that. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. All right, so we'll, t- we'll talk about that one later. Yeah, so cool. yeah we'll talk about that next US. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. All right, so he's he graded a seven. Uh, Rose Shambo, who goes next? I'll go next. Little All little. right, go. Nine and a half. Ooh. Nine and a half. Yeah. All right, explain. Great storyline. Great okay. actual like, pacing for this whole show. Agreed. The one thing I kind of hate about a lot of animated shows and also like something brand new is the pacing is so off because they have to give you a lot of backstory and set the stage for everything. Uh-huh. The pacing gets fucked in the very beginning for the first like five episodes because they're trying to give you, info dump you all the stuff you need to know. This one did a really good job of like giving you bits and pieces and like letting it build up and like not having the info dump all at the very beginning. We get info dumped throughout the whole series, but when we need it. Okay. So they did a great job with the storytelling. They did a great job with the character development. Uh, Peach just made me laugh like it's over and over again. I keep fucking going back to that shit in my head and laugh out loud. The fight scenes were great. A lot of it kind of reminded me of Kill Bill. Wow, I can see that. Yeah, very Quentin Tarantino, and you, you know that he really goes to a lot of old-school, like, Japanese films for a lot of his fight scenes, especially with the Kill Bill movies. So, I mean, like, they, they did their homework, they did their research, and they did it very well. So, yeah, nine and a half. Dang, that's a solid rate. Jeez. I was going to give it a nine. Um, I think, like, there's been so many animated series that they hint about sex, they do so well, like, oh, you only get to see from the chest up and stuff, like... You know what happened. You don't need to see it. Um, that's where I was like, dude, I could have showed this to more people. I could have recommended it to more people without warning them. 
Um, that I would have given it a nine point five. I would have gone higher. It's just there. There was really no point. There was really no point. Like, I didn't need to see fake boobies or drawn boobies. I was the sex scene. I was like, why? Like, I I didn't get it. They're like, that was pretty much her trying to sh- take power into her own hands because like she's like, I'm gonna marry this guy and I don't care what anyone says because back then. You if you found out that you married a woman who was not a virgin, they could not only kill her for that, but they also at the same time the family would lose all like respect and like all their titles and everything like that. Oh damn. Yeah, so she her doing that was rebellious and she pretty much fucked over her entire family by just hit, hooking up with that one dude. Oh. Okay, so it was really for the story. It was part of the story, but like it's if you know a lot more about Japanese. I was going to say, then I yeah. didn't know enough to appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, but still, I, they could have done it without showing this stuff. They could have done silhouettes. You did not need to see her literally go down on it. Well, oh. I was good. I was like, all right, I can fast forward this part a little. Let me just get to the ending. Does she die after doing this or not? <laughs> Does he survive the leaving? Oh, when his head got cut off, or not his head, but like his ponytail got yeah. cut off. I thought he got scalped. It reminded me of a bas- Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. did they just Inglorious Bastard this fool? Again, Quentin Dude, yeah. It was good. Okay. So, you know, all right. I'm still going to leave it at a okay. yeah, leave it at a I like where it was. Story-wise, animation-wise, fight scenes were dope. Sword making is always fun. Kind of reminded me of Demon Slayer, the Swordsmith arc. And, um, you know, uh, I want to see season two. I want to see how she acclimates to going to London because she's been in Japan. London, I think, right now has all the right technology. I think they have cars. Uh, no. No cars yet? No cars. All right. Well, they got guns, so. They have guns. This is early days of guns, too. So this is like when they first start making them. Okay, got it. Yeah, no, so I'm excited to see how she's going to live in that world and try to track down the other guys, because now she's going to their home turf, and that definitely changes things. When she goes there, it's going to be a lot like kind of like Assassin's Creed Unity. Ooh. Like that era. There's going to be guillotines, all that stuff. So, I mean, I also don't think you can walk around with a sword like as easy as you want. Hell no, that's why. She's going to be walking, like, disarmed sometimes. Yeah. Or trying to hide stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be really good to see. Yeah, I'm excited. So, yeah, nine. I'll recommend it to everybody. Just not a uh, full disclosure. Fake boobies. All right. Anime boobies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. On that note, uh, I think we should take a quick break. We're about an hour in already. What? Dude, we just covered the first topic. Yeah. Damn you, Joe. You talk too much. I know I do. I'm sorry. It's okay. But we'll be right back, guys. Yes, yes. Play me my dances, too. Yeah. Oh, she don't. She yeah. don't dip like that. She's right. not on the Show, you know? Yeah. Chappelle show, fucking boondocks. Mm-hmm. You're here. I know. How have you not, like, educated, educated her? I've said it. And she's just like, I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like one of those things where you hear something you don't know, but you don't want to say anything you don't. She just goes in and out the ears. Yeah. Uh, she's like, mm. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no idea's here. She picks the battles and is like, not gonna ask him. It's gotta be a guy thing. I think that's all she thinks about when we say stupid shit. Probably. Just dumbasses. Yeah, right? That's a, hey man, you can tell a safe space. You know, your walls. Stop <laughs> shit about us. Like you guys are coming up with those dumbasses? No. Okay. Never want to put a foot up our asses? No. Nope. Alright, we're good. Fucking Joe. <laughs> that's the one thing that's good about her. She's not like that. She's actually likes you guys, so 
We're late. Yeah. She's like, oh, they're coming over? I'll sit. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah, no, welcome back to the show. Oh, hey. Mm. That was a good one. Damn. I was going to be over here like, we should bring her alcohol again because we didn't. And something not sweet because she didn't like the sweetness on my other drinks. Yeah. So I got something in mind, though. Something that will taper off the sweetness and go back into the realm that she might like. Topo Chico is what they really get to. So you know something in that realm. Oh, that's me. Oh, well, I see you're drinking it, too. The Ultras. Nickelodeon Ultras is what she's fucking cracking up. That's her favorite? Yeah, that's what she's cracking on all the time. Okay. We'll bring her some next time. We'll get her a quick variety pack. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. And all right, we'll drink one with her too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have one too. Cool. But right. you mean? Damn. Yeah. Six grams of carbs. I'm just saying. If what the commercials tell me are right. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Oh, right. so we're back. Uh-oh. All right, from one show with no marketing to a movie with all the marketing and did horrible. The Marvels. Hey. Oh, is this one where neither one of you watched, right? Yep. Did you do the cliff notes? Um, I did a cliff note. A cliff note. Yeah. Wes, you did cliff notes. Or was yeah, it? cliff notes is basically just whatever the ending was into fucking uh, the young post credit scene. So. Oh, shit, balls. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to explain this one to you guys? Yeah, yep. you can explain it all you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll give you guys the Brian notes of uh, this one. Brian notes. Uh, I'll see if I can make, keep it down to like five minutes because um, I did go see this in theaters. Um, I, I wasn't hyped on it. I did want to see what the Marvel Universe is going to do because they've released so much TV series, so many movies all year long, and this is the Marvel movie that they're picking to close out the season with because there's no more Marvel movies in the year of 2024 except Deadpool 3. So they literally... And that's thanks to the writer's strike and the uh, strike. Yeah, so everything in the Marvel timetable got pushed till 2025 except Deadpool 3. So I'm like, the Marvels is the only thing we're going to be able to watch that includes the superheroes, any cameos we could catch. It was in this film. Yeah. And so I went in knowing this, and I also went in fresh watching the last episode of Secret Invasion on uh, Disney+, Plus because they said, before you watch the Marvels, watch the last episode on that, because it talks about the scrolls, and it shows how um, Nick Fury got back in the space, because... At one point, he got out of space and was on Earth. Yeah, he came back to Earth to deal with the issues. And then, at the end of Secret Invasion, he goes back up in space in this really cool like space transporter that hits from Earth all the way up to space where they have a base for a sword. Saber. Saber. Good. I'm glad you're here, Joe. And so, for Saber, and um, they even explained the acronym finally. I forgot what it was. Oh, God damn it. I'm sorry. Keep going. Look it up. up. Yeah. So they even talk about Saber. And so what's really cool about this series is um, they even, uh, at the end of watching Ms. Marvel on Disney+, Plus, the last episode on that also ties into the Marvels movie because uh, Kamala, the one that has like this one bangle that her uh, ancestor gave her or whatever, uh, she finds it and it gives her like these light-based powers. Yes. So um, it, it said it was a power that was derivative of something from the X-Men. Uh, that was like kind of mutant based and stuff and that was a whole this other story about it which I thought was cool and like foreshadowing a bit because they're saying like it was a, mu- a mutation that she has these powers mm-hmm. because when she lost the bangle she still had the powers so it's like what gave her the powers the bangle or was it inner and that's where they were kind of like foreshadowing like she might be a, mu- a mutant they're saying she's the first mutant the first mutant because mm-hmm. the bangle triggered her powers but once she lost the bangle she still had the powers which alluded to it which right. is really cool because that leads to the post-credit scene about this film. So, did you find out what Saber means? Strategic aerospace, biophysics, and ex- exolinguistics response. That's correct. So, the person who actually described that in the film was uh, Captain 
Marvel? No. Uh, Roma? Rona? Oh, um... Uh, God damn, I said her name earlier too. Monica Rambo. Rambo, Captain Rambo. So they always be saying that's her name, like Captain Rambo or whatever. So Captain Rambo explains it to uh, Kamala and her family because at the end of uh, Ms. Marvel, her and uh, Brie Larson, uh, Captain Marvel, they swapped places when Kamala used her powers at the end of her series. Yeah. And everybody in the world was like, what the hell? How are their powers linked? That makes no sense, right? No, this never happened in the comics. Correct. And that's why nobody knew what's the what's the link. So then you also got to remember Captain Rambo got her powers at the end of Scar of WandaVision. Yeah. Because she went through this force field that was generated from a witch. Right. And again, also tying into mutants because they said that they're going to do some stuff to um, include Scarlet Witch and tie in Magneto somehow, right? So you got these three characters that each got a power in a certain different way. Brie Larson got blasted with, like, this uh, battery from a ship or whatever. Uh, Rambo got it through a force field, and Kamala got it from a bangle, but they each have it innate, right? Yeah. So that happens, and they open up the story of everybody was mixed up. Everybody was mixed up, so you still got Kamala and Captain Marvel switching places, but now you got Captain Rambo. Which one? Uh, Monica Rambo. It is Rambo. Yeah. Okay. Captain Rambo, now all three of them are switching places. So it's not just Captain Marvel and Kamala. No, it's Captain Rambo too. So now all three of them are switching places. You see Kamala up in space with Nick Fury where Captain Rambo was. Brie Larson's over here uh, taking out like this one uh, ship with bad guys in it. And Kamala goes over there. So she's over here fighting guys she doesn't know. Rambo's at home fighting other bad guys she doesn't know. And Captain Marvel's over here with Nick Fury like, hey. And he's like, hey. And he's like, good seeing you. And then they switch again because every time one of them activates their light-based powers, they swap spots. And they don't. They still don't understand why. And then after they like all get situated, they're all with Nick Fury, then they discover and connect the dots. The big bad villain of the, of the movie is part of the team that Captain Marvel came from. Uh, and now they're bad guys. Because when she got her powers, she went back, I think it's the Creed, yeah. She went back there and she fucked them up because they were coming after her and she told the guy when um, when she crashed landed She committed like a war crime, like almost committed a genocide against them. Yeah, yeah. And she told him, like, tell your people I'm coming. And then she launched that ship at the end of her movie, remember? Yeah. While she went back to that planet and fucked them up, she messed up their son. Like, their mm-hmm. son went dark. Their whole planet started dying and stuff. And that's what caused the big bad guy, girl, actually, um, in the film... To start finding resources. She looks like Ronan the Accuser from uh, Guardians. She kind of did. and they kinda She even had, has his hammer, like the war hammer he had. That, that's, the, that's the same ge- um, people. Um, I don't know their name. I'm really bad at names. This is why you should be explaining stuff. The Kree? The Kree, yeah. They're the mm-hmm. same people. They're related. So she has a hammer just like he did. Okay, so it's not his hammer. No. Okay. They, they, that hammer's like kind of universal. Like okay, I, I always thought that was like kind of his. I'm like, how did she get that? I got... Because, I mean, it looks like it's identical, so I'm like, is it the same one? It, so that's just like something that they, they that make. people make. Yeah, they make That's it. their style. Yep, yep. So um, they show that because her planet's dying, she's trying to find uh, resources to bring her planet back to life. And that's what made her go track down the other bangle to Kamala's powers. Okay. So apparently they were supposed to be in a pair, and she found the one, like, on another planet. And when she triggered it, she found out she was able to make portals out of that one bangle and supercharging it with her hammer. Because one bangle alone wasn't enough to create the portal, but when it was souped up with the hammer's power, she was able to create these jump these jump spots 
And what she ended up doing was, is she went to a planet where the scrolls were finding refuge. So there's a planet for scrolls there. They're living their life. They're fine. But she was trying to wager with them, like, hey, let us use this planet because we need your resources. Didn't the Kree, like, decimate the scrolls? Because there's a, a, another race that literally is why the Kree, uh, the scrolls went to Earth. It's them. It's them. Okay. It's them. So now she's trying to bargain with them. She's like, hey, you know, let's put the past behind us. Let's work together. Let's live together. Because she needs a spot for her family yeah. or her, her people. people. And so the scrolls are trying and stuff. And then what ends up happening is Captain Marvel comes in and they call her the Annihilator. And like, the Annihilator's here. You're trying to set us up. Blah, blah, blah. Because she was fucking up their ship. Yeah. So they found out. And they're like, no, it's not like that. And she's like, never mind then. And that's when she's like, I'm going to war. So she opens up her bangle power, opens up the portal. And the portal starts taking their atmosphere. She used the portal to steal their planet's atmosphere to give the atmosphere to her planet where she opens up another portal. So she's using this bangle in her hammer to open up portals in different planets to steal their resources to give to her planet. So this is war crimes the movie. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So she's over there like doing shit. She found the planet to steal their atmosphere. She found this other planet where Captain Marvel married a guy to because it was like custom or something like they needed to. Yeah. And in that planet, anybody could only talk by singing. I felt like I was watching a Disney movie at that point. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Right there just told me I'm not going to want to see this movie. <laughs> yeah. It gets worse. They dance. And Captain Marvel is like dancing and singing with this guy who's her husband by law and shit. And apparently the guy's a big, famous Korean drama actor. I was like, holy shit. They're expanding their horizons. They're opinion in, like, these really famous, well-known people. Because they're running out fucking people here in the States to use. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, so they did that. And then that guy's planet was 96% water. So then she goes to the planet trying to bargain with the king. Is like, yo, let me have some resources. I need your water, blah, blah. And the guy's like, no, my people need it, blah. And she's like, all right, fine then summons her armada opens up another portal bam sucking up their water i was like oh my god she's just doing everything and so all this fighting's happening the three of them figure out their powers and now they're in sync they know they communicate hey i'm about to switch boom and they switch out when they need to and i'm like oh, okay now it's like a fighting game you know how you have those fighting yeah. games they're like oh i'm fighting fight. i need somebody else's power it's switch it's one of those things where like all right heavy hitter i need the guy who can like, actually deal heavy damage Yep. Oh, this guy's moved too fast. I can't do it with this guy. Let me switch to the faster fighter. Yep. Oh, this one's more defensive. I need to switch to this person. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that that I found was pretty cool. And there's this one scene on the enemy ship when it's already, like, closing out, like, into the final scene. They're fighting to take off the bangle from her now because now they realize uh, Kamala found out, like, dude, that's my bangle. Like, that's the other one. And they're like, so what? And she's like, it mine, like, tingled when hers did. And I was like, what the hell? And so now they're like, all right, we just got to take it off her and we'll be fine. So now they're all fighting. And that was the scene that I think the director alluded to that it was Final Fantasy Advent Children-esque. Yeah. Because they were fighting and they were switching. And it reminded me of that one scene with a cloud fighting Sephiroth where he was like using those swords. And he like had the swords spread out and he was like hitting them and like boom, 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 boom. That's what they were doing. They were switching out with each hit, like taking her hammer, hitting her with it. Like it was really cool. Like I really enjoyed that fight scene. It was really dope. Um, and so in the end, uh, the, the bad guy does get both bangles. She opens up one final portal, souped up on her uh, on the powers because uh, apparently the bangle could steal Captain Marvel's energy because they're all related, right? So okay. when Captain Marvel tried to blast her, she used the bangle and sucked up all that energy and then returned it. It's like here you go. So she had both bangles souped up. And opened up one more portal. And now she thought that portal was going to help her. 
Portal ended up killing her. The portal she opened with both bangles was too much, and it decimated her. And then the bangles are just floating in space. And so Kamala, like, went and grabbed it using her powers. And now everybody's on the ship. They're trying to figure out what this girl did because she opened up another portal. And they were telling her, like, if you keep opening up portals, you're going to fuck up the space-time continuum. And that's what she did with the last portal. She opened up to another dimension. And that's where the multiverse starts coming into play. So they um, get together. They figure out that they could charge up Captain Rambo with her light-based powers. She can absorb both Captain Marvel and Kamala's energy and then get supercharged, like turning her into her Super Saiyan God to go close that portal hole. And so they do that. Supercharge her. All right, go close that portal and then we'll get you. And so she goes and she's looking at the portal. She's like, I think I can only close it from the other side. And then Marvel's like, okay, but you're going to come back, right? She's like, I think so. And she goes to the other side of the dimension from inside it and is closing it, right? She's closing it, and she's figuring out, like, yep, I'm not going to make it out. Once it closes, Captain Marvel starts booking it, trying to get to the hole. She's closing it, closing it. No, gone. Captain Rambo's gone. She closed that out, and because she was in another dimension, they couldn't find her. So she's gone. Kamala and Captain Marvel go back to their respective uh, places. Uh, Kamala's family spent a lot of screen time on this uh, on this film, which I thought was kind of cool because they were funny to watch. Like in the were, show, yeah, in the show they were just funny to watch, and the mom was hilarious. They were breaking all their shit. It was good. Oh my god, the cats, the Florkins. Yeah, they had babies. So the one Florkin laid like a bajillion eggs, and the the Nick Fury ship was worried. Like, who the hell planted these eggs on us? And they're like, we don't know. And they're all trying to figure it out. Apparently, it was the cats. <laughs> so the cats made a bunch of babies and it, it was all needed because they helped the plot because um, the bad guy went over there and fucked up their ship. So when they were like trying to find a way to save everybody, they're like, all right, there's only one thing to do. It's easier to save 39 cats than there is to save everybody on this ship. So they had the Florkins eating up everybody on the ship and putting the Florkins on the ship so they could go back to Earth. And then once they get down, all the cats are, like, spitting up the humans that they transported from inside the ship to there. And that was funny and gross at the same time. So, like, you would see Kamala grabbing a guy. He's like, sorry. And threw it to the cat so the cat could eat the guy and take him home. Okay, that's why she was watching. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one made it funny. And then at the end, um, yeah, they save everybody except Captain Rambo. They still can't find her. They don't know what to do. Um, cut to the post credit scene. You see that Captain Rambo is saved. She's getting woken up. She's in a hospital bed. You're trying to figure out what happened. Next thing you know, you open up to a guy with blue fur. Mr. Beast has found Captain Rambo and is saving her and brought her back to life. It's also Beast who is uh, portrayed by Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Who was from the Fox Marvel series of X-Men. Yes. But from what I hear, they're saying that it's actually going to be the uh, animated 90s series X-Men. Could be. That's what the theory is like right now, based on how Beast looks, because he looks different from that version. He does. Yeah. yeah. And then um, also Monica Rambo's mother is there, mm-hmm. but she's playing an X-Men called Binary. And Binary is the one who found her. So yeah. Binary found her, and she was staying next to her at the bed until she woke up, just so she could ask her, who are you? And then she's like, mom? And she's like, I ain't your mom. And, you know, and I was like, yeah. oh, well, she is playing her mom, but is not her mom, because they're in another dimension, yeah. universe. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, everybody lost their shit in theater once they saw Beast. 
And then once, like, her mom stood up, like, oh, that's really not her mom. Like, this is X-Men. And even Beast name-dropped Charles. He's like, hey, Charles is asking for an update. I was like, oh, we're going to see Charles. We're going to see Beast. We're going to see everybody in the X-Men. And the next film, which, uh, like I said, it's going to be Deadpool 3. That's yeah. going to be the one that's going to bridge and match everybody's universes together. Now, a question for you guys. Go. Who is it going to be the uh, Professor Xavier? Is it going to be James McAvoy, Patrick Stewart, or the fan casting for the rumors going around John Carl Esposito? So, if they're going to base it on the 90s, I would like... Uh, Patrick is too old, I feel. Yeah. To be a 90s uh, Charles Xavier. Yeah. Um, the one who played uh, Charles on First Class, which was that James one? James McAvoy. James McAvoy could if he's aged. I think he could. Um, otherwise... I wouldn't mind to see Espo, Espo, Esposito. Esposito. He'd be my third choice. I would rather see James, uh, the James guy. Honestly, I want to see uh, Esposito do it. I figured you would. Yeah. What about you, Wes? McAvoy, Stewart, or Esposito? Who's going to be the next uh, Charles Xavier? Uh, you can give me the McAvoy again because he was good with first class and everything like that. Yeah. And that is set. Meh. And we do get Fastbender as uh, Magneto too, probably, in that case. True. You already have it. Yeah. We got to see it. Yeah, I would like it. I think it'd be dope. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, overall, guys, this movie, I enjoyed it. Could have been better. The acting kind of was lacking because, I mean, the girl, when she played her uh, Ms. Marvel show, she could have done better in acting, uh, in my opinion. Um, but okay. also young actress, too. So I mean, like, with kid actors, I mean, like, because she's only like 18, 19 or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's still young and new to this. I mean, like, you can't really fault her for, like, not delivering it perfectly every time. Uh-huh. Usually younger actors, they're hit and miss. Yeah. My bad. There's one more surprise. It's at the very, very end of the film. Mm-hmm. It's at the end of the film, not a post-credit scene. At the end of the film, um, during the whole movie, Kamala was getting blown away that she was finally getting introduced to like Nick Fury and all them and their technology. And she found this one tablet that like had access and files on everybody, right? Because they were asking her, hey, how do you know about me? And she's like, oh, it's right here on this book and this file. She's like, what? I'm on there. And she, like, took it. They fast-forward to the end of the movie. Um, you remember Hawkeye? Yeah. You know the girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, She comes out. So she, in the end of the movie, you see her, like, come in from a warehouse. She pets the dog. And she's in her purple gear. Okay. So then she goes. And before she could get to the chair, you see the chair turn around, like, I've been waiting for you. And it's Kamala. And Kamala has the file thing. It's like, hey, we got files on you. And she's like, what? How'd you get in? She's like, don't worry about that. I have a question for you, though. I'm putting together a team. Young Avengers? She's setting up the Young Avengers. <sighs> so you're going to see Ms. Marvel and Kamala come out a lot more because she's, she's the one bringing the band together. And no. she started with the Hawkeye chick. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sorry. I totally forgot to share that with you guys. That was my Easter egg. Bam. Uh, she's bringing the Young Avengers. And according to the articles, uh, they had two scenes played out to bring more of the Young Avengers at one time. But they said it would be too confusing because there's no groundwork left from anybody besides Young T'Challa. Yeah. And that's it. You only got a scene from Young T'Challa from... Uh, Who's Wakanda way too young at this point. Correct. And that was it. Like, every other series, there's nobody that you can say, oh, here's your new Young Avenger. I mean, you have Wanda's kids, but they're gone at this point. They're not in this universe. So uh-huh. you have to go to a different dimension. Correct. Yeah. And that's where I think Deadpool 3 is going to help. 
and everything else after is going to put the Young Avengers together. But yeah, she just set up the biggest tease about Young Avengers is on the horizon. Hmm. Alright. Okay, I mean, it sounds like it It laid groundwork for future movies, but it sounds like also like it's not setting up anything for the MCU's Big Bad with the King. Which, for what I've been hearing, it sounds like a lot of that might be getting changed out because... I'm hearing they're gonna want to like switch out and like just not do the Kang Dynasty movie anymore. That's one of the rumors, and it looks like they're trying to lean hard into Fantastic Four and X Men. So they may just change the Big Bad to be maybe Apocalypse or Galactus. Yeah, based which, on who it's gonna be. And with all the powerhouses that they're gonna have, I think it has to be somebody Galactus level, because yeah. that's X Men's biggest. Uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four's biggest enemy is Galactus, but then you also gotta bring in Silver Surfer. Which, again... Fuck with everybody. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm good. So we're going to hands for everyone. Yeah. The one thing I wish they would have done differently for that end credit scene is not have uh, Monica Rambo go through the portal. Like, let Captain Marvel go through and, like, save her and let Captain Marvel get stuck in that universe because that's how Rogue gets her powers. She sucks Captain Marvel's powers and she gets flight and super strength that way. Permanently? Permanently. Damn near kills, kills Captain Marvel so he could do that too. That would have been cool. Because I remember that. Uh, that was always Rogue's lore. Is that yeah. she sucked up Captain Marvel's power to an extent to almost killing her. But and she kept gave her permanent powers. Which was wild. Like, I never understood that. Because then everybody else's power was temporary. If she touches you, she gets your powers temporarily. But the longer she touches you, the more she gets them. And the fact that she almost kills Captain Marvel and held on for that long, it gave her, damn, it gave her the power permanently. So much so that she also like even adjusts her psyche for a little bit too, like where she thought she was Captain Marvel for a while. Damn. Yeah. So I mean, that way, especially if you're gonna introduce the X Men, you need to have Rogue in there, and that would be a great way to introduce Rogue. Well, dude, you just probably set up the next film. Captain Marvel finds a way to go over there, and probably will run into Rogue and all them. Because that's and that's what's gonna be in the legwork. That's all. You're jumping the gun, Joe. You sh- they have to find a reason to send Captain Marvel over there. And they just gave us the reasons. We already have the reason, though. She could have tried to save Monica Rambo. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. they gave us the reason. You're like, oh, here, I wish they would have sent Captain Marvel cause so she could go get sucked up by Rogue. Like, but that, she didn't. They could have, but then how, who's going to go and stuff? I feel like the Captain Marvel draws more than fucking Monica Rambo, because I don't even know her power name. I don't know her superhero name. Do you know her superhero name? They were trying to figure that out throughout the film. Kamala was trying to figure out, like, all right, if I'm Miss Marvel and she's Captain Marvel, you should be Dr. Rambo and all that bullshit. They couldn't figure something out. So I think they're going to finally name her, like, in the next film. I honestly don't even know who she's based off in the comics. I don't know the superhero. Me neither. So I, think, I think she chose creative for WandaVision. So. Yeah. And they're going to throw her over there to the X-Men and see if they could try to tie it to her. They'll probably name her. <gasps> the X-Men's going to name her. Okay, she'll, she'll get a cool name with them. Yeah, dude, we gotta find an X Men with uh, Captain Rambo's powers, which is light based. Yeah. Oh, hmm. that's gonna be fun. All right. So yeah, um, based on that, guys, I gave the film like a seven point five, myself. Okay. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Uh, the only people I would recommend it to is if you want to see what's next in Marvel's universe because they set up everything. Uh, there's not uh, like it's not doing well in the box office because I think everybody's burnt out of Marvel movies. No, there's definitely, like, some Marvel fatigue. I don't even want to say superhero fatigue, but Marvel fatigue. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, The Boys, uh, Invincible, a lot of people are, like, really happy with that, and everyone's, like, going with it. I think it's just Marvel put out so much stuff, and it's also very cookie-cutter and not really tying in well with what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're not doing a great job of connecting the whole King thing. I mean, like, we'll get into that with the Loki topic, but they're 
not doing what they did well with Thanos. Whereas with Thanos, they built that guy up and they made you like be like, oh, this guy is like, we know for a fact Thanos is like plotting and fucking around with shit. Yep. Kang is like, there's a lot of them, but uh, eh. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, uh, again, this movie, its biggest importance is that it laid the final groundwork for what's to come. Extant Man, uh, what Marvel's planning, they again talk about Saber, Nick's back, and all that fun stuff, so. and But they announced casting already for fucking Fantastic Four, but we have no casting whatsoever for X-Men. So, like, who's coming out first? So, like, it's not like we're going to get Fantastic Four before we get X-Men. Uh-huh. Which means this is laying groundwork for something f- way further in the future than we need. Yeah. Um, like I said, I t- I've been telling everybody this. Deadpool 3 is your wild card. That's, yeah, that's going to... I feel like they're going to do a lot of cast announcing through Deadpool 3. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why. Deadpool 3 is going to be... It's going to give you all the answers of what you're going to see after. So, Marvel set you up. Captain Marvel... The Marvels set you up that let you know that X-Men are coming for sure. They It was all a licensing thing. They could not play with the X-Men until like 2024. Yeah. So 2024 is next year. Now we could finally get our full-fledged X-Men movies mixed in with this Marvel universe. But it's still not there yet. They're still not there. The strike probably fucked them up too. Um, so Deadpool is going to be the keystone of everything that's going to happen afterwards. They're going to show you in Deadpool who they have set up for the X-Men uh, characters. You're going to see multiple versions of Xavier, multiple versions of Rogue, everybody that you want to see, multiple versions of Wolverine. And at the end, we're probably going to see which ones exactly are going to tie to uh, fucking Captain Rambo and Captain Marvel, for all we know. Okay. Yeah. Did you hear about the Daniel Radcliffe uh, theory? Uh, he's a variant of Wolverine. Yeah. Yep. I Again, want that. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that was a, that was my biggest pull to go seeing the Marvels. I just want to see what's coming next. And yeah. I'm so glad I got to see the fucking be scene in theaters and everybody was shocked and jaw dropped. Yeah. So that was great. That made it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, um, so that's it for me. Huh? Uh, based on what you said, man, like, I was thinking like honestly, it sounded like a seven and a half to me. I mean, like, is it worth going to theaters? I might wait for Disney Plus. Uh. Only because it's like it's a big movie, like big explosions, big scenes. Um, if you need to see everything at a bigger scale, to be honest, like I feel you lose a lot of details on uh, Disney Plus. Mm. That's that, That's that's why I did not recommend what wing like watching it on streaming. Unless you got a really big TV, like sixty five inches or higher, mm. that's a good spot. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I you it's a it was made for theaters. You can yeah. tell. You can tell this was not made for streaming or it was made I for mean, streaming and pushed theaters. Every Marvel movie is made for theaters. I mean, yeah. just the TV shows are made obviously for TV. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. Yeah. yeah. But good. Wes, what's up? Would you? I don't, I don't think Wes. No, nah, watching it. it dog. <laughs> Four. That's a, that's a no for me, dog. Well, no, just because I saw the first Captain Marvel, which was cool, and I wanted to see what she would do. But basically, that was all I knew. Like it was going to be was like the setup for everything. Everything. Yeah. Kind of like the way that Eternals was. Just a big old setup. That has still not yet come to lead to anything. Yeah, hell no. You got Black Knight that came out of there. You heard Blade up in there. You got a Celestial sticking out of Earth and not they a person. They haven't even at all yet. Yeah, no one's talking about it like nothing. So it's pretty crazy. So to see the next hear the next thing and then just check out Beast and stuff it was like alright now we're getting X-Men mm-hmm. and now I see we're getting fucking uh, Fantastic Four cause I just figure okay with the Celestials 
you're getting Fantastic Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just hoping our boy Silver Surfer was going to come through on Eternals oh, at some point. I was point. so waiting for the Eternal Silver Surfer reference. But no. Like, so hard. Nothing. Even when they went to Thor Ragnarok and they uh, he went to like the land of the gods and we saw the celestial god there, I'm like, what do you... I was like hoping to see Silver Surfer like, standing next to him. Yeah. Just being like somewhere there or even like seeing Galactus in there. Like I was like, I looked around and I was like, fuck. Nope. Too early, man. Yeah. Too early. Might get that with Deadpool 3. Yeah. See somebody silver. We know it's, We know where he's going. Yep. Cool. All right. Are we ready for the final subject, boys? Let's go. Let's go with Loki. Season 2. The final season. Series finale. 14 years of Tom Hiddleston playing Loki, bro. Oh, also, that was his wife who was a villain in Marvels. I know. I forgot to tell you guys. Damn it. Yeah, he was all gushing over in one of his interviews. <laughs> Typical hu- husband type. Uh, but yeah, no, dude. Loki 2. Season finale. Series finale for it. Uh, that's it. The director didn't have anything set up for season 3. They said season 2 was the other end of the book to Loki's journey being in this TVA yeah. uh, freaking crazy thing, dude. Like, And honestly, I do wish they would do one more season. And I, I want it to be like a kind of like a random... Episode every episode is a different Loki, a different variant. So we can actually have different actors playing Loki. We already had that in Loki. An alligator played him. A little boy played him. An old man played him. We already saw the variants of Loki, bro. Yeah, but we actually get to see like a different adventure for each one and how it deals with di- a different timely, a different fucking king. Mm-hmm. And we can see Loki win and lose. We can go back and forth with them. He's like asking for movies out of the show, right? He is. He's at, you're asking for a movie out of the show, bro. I'm asking for them to do something with his fucking characters. They did a lot. And this that's this is what they nerfed their big bat. Who oh well that's not their fault. Yes it is. They're the ones who do it. Well, it's not really nerfed. Ant Man killed him, Victor Timey dusted himself, and the first king gets killed by Sylvie and he let it happen. Because he was paving the road. Yeah, but at the same time it's like you make your you're, you're making your big bad belittle himself. Like he's not a big bad to me. Like he seems very on the low end. Like he's not a Thanos level threat that they're, they're supposed to be trying to build to. The whole thing is your big bad should be someone who can easily wipe out a single Avenger. Yet Loki, one of his variants, kills him. He lets it happen because he's like, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna it's going to happen and we're going to come back to this point in time and we're going to go over this over and over and over again. Which they do happen, but Loki finds a way around it, which we'll get into. But with the other Kang, Ant-Man and the Wasp take his ass out. I'm like, he even makes a point like, I've killed many Avengers, but one of the weaker Avengers of this fucking universe took him out. Well, remember, he was nerfed in the quantum realm. Just for space and time travel. That's all it was, but at the same time, like, he had all the other tech where he can actually like pretty much in, invulnerable. Like, he fucking has all those techs that will keep him, anyone from touching him. But a bunch of giant ass comes through, fuck his tech up, and then Ant Man kills him. I'm like, dude, no, like you, you nerfed your big bad to the point to where I don't feel any threat from him. Because somebody already took him out. Exactly. So what well, I need to see. people took him out. So yes, yeah, so what I need to see is more of a show or a movie to where Kang is an actual threat. Because so far, every Kang that I have seen seems like a piece of shit. He's just being a little bitch 
who thinks he's huge, and he gets whopped. Alright, well, I'm sure there's a variant of Kang that fits your persona. I would hope so, because I've so far not seen it. Yeah, no. Uh, but I mean, this whole season of Loki 2 is really them trying to... F- well, well, that's not even the main deal here. The main deal here is a timeline. They're trying to fix the the one universal timeline from all the timelines uh, being collapsing and being broken and shit. Well, that's the thing, though, because like, even before we add to the first episode of Loki, we already know that there's multiple timelines. Right, but that was but the issue. in Loki, there was only the prime main timeline only. Sacred timeline. Be- yeah, sacred timeline is the name. But we already knew from Endgame that there were multiple timelines. Yes. So at that point, it's like, okay, so what the fuck... So then, if you in Loki, you're saying there's only the sacred timeline only, but we have these other branches that already popped off. The TVA should have just gone after fucking Captain America and all the others trying to stop them from fucking taking those Finney stones and altering the timelines. Well, they could, but the timelines are still exist. So the the whole theory that I understood from the loop because it took me off forever to understand it, is there was the sacred timeline before yeah. Kane came in. There was the sacred timeline. It had all these branches and it was doing its own thing. Kang came through because he understood time and he's like, hey, I'm going to create this thing and I'm going to control time by using this device and implanting it in the sacred timeline. So it can control the timeline from being out of control and it would like condense how many multiple ver- multiverses there were. So this Kang created the device and now he sits at the end of the time and he's like, yep, I control the timelines because of my device. There's only the sacred and once there's too many branches, the TVA will go and trim those branches because I don't want there to be more of me. I yeah. don't want there to be me because I control the second timeline because of my devices in place. But then Loki is over here trying to figure out a way to break that methodology because that's what the uh, variants uh, Sylvie wanted. Sylvie wanted to live in a timeline that keeps getting destroyed because she wants to live her own life. Yeah. And that's, that's this whole fucking dilemma in freaking season two is... Trying to find a way so they could save all these different timelines because they already understood. Like, there's a Owen Wilson variant. What's it? Oh, I feel bad. Mobius. There's a Mobius variant that is where he's supposed to be, where he's over here selling jet skis and has a family and all this stuff. So now. Single father life. Single father life. And now the TVA discovered this. They discovered that they've all been pulled from a timeline to build this TVA that Kang wanted. So they could keep all the other lines in check. And I was like, okay, I get it. So this was just stopping from being overpowered by too many different variants. And he doesn't want that out there. So he created this loom. And that's what kind of was like discovered is that even though they go and pull another King variant to fix this problem, the King variant's like, dude, you can't solve for infinity. That's the issue. Yeah, it's, you can't. It's, it's increasing at an infinite rate. But uh, I get all that. But at the same time, we have already been shown that there's multiple timelines before all this. They're not being pruned or branched off because as soon as one branches off, they immediately go and start pruning it to create the sacred timeline and keep it just with that one line. Mm-hmm. So when all the Avengers went through time and space and they're fucking taking Infinity Stones from different points in space, they created all these branches which should have been pruned right away. But Captain America went back through and was revealing the timeline all over again. Mm-hmm. So they already show that the TVA isn't doing their job to begin with in the very first fucking Infinity Wars movie. Well, no, they were, but the timelines that they like used weren't enough. They didn't go to the point where they're supposed to get trimmed. That was the thing. Like once they hit a certain point, trim it. When it branches too far off. Yeah, and that that was the thing. Like I think Loki 
the whole series takes place after Infinity War, the end game. Um, it takes after the blip. No. That Loki is the one that was at the uh, tower. Where they're getting the Tesseract. Yeah, and he's the one that had the mask on that they're trying to keep in their... So, Infinity War or Endgame? Uh, Endgame. Okay, so that's this is the Endgame Loki. So that's when this whole series takes place, right after Endgame. Yeah. So they have all these different timelines to fuck around with because of that. So I think the Captain America thing didn't happen till when? It happens in Endgame. All this happens in Endgame. Endgame happened. So then Captain America went and fucked all this up but before they, Loki. This is all taking place at of the first Avengers. Okay. That's where the timeline gets all fucked up with me. Yeah, it's just, at this point, when they start, if, dealing with multiverse, I can get, but when you start dealing with time and space, you start fucking things up and making things very hard to follow, especially with so many time movies and shit. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> yeah, but I just hit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And so, that that's so, that's whole, their whole dilemma was crazy to even wrap your head around. You really gotta follow it with, like, a pen and pencil. Yeah. So, like, okay, they went and fixed this time. Like, they're trying to stop this time. Like, they got this Loki, fighting this Loki. Dude, they lost me on the Lokis. Like, Loki, I was like, which Loki just died? Which Loki was going after Sylvie? Which Loki mastered time slipping and became, like, a time traveler? Because that shit was wild, too. No, it's been the same Loki the entire time. Damn. He pruned himself to do the actual thing. That's like one time Loki dies, yeah. he gets pruned. That's literally like... Dude. He pruned himself to do the one thing. Oh, my it's, God. It's a lot. Yeah, and, no, it's a lot. But he literally, like, from talking to Kang, he learned, like, oh, I can do this one thing, so let me train on that. So he trained... Like, he literally went for thousands of years, like, reliving the same moments over and over Dude, again. Dude, he went for centuries just learning about the loom. Create the little and physics, like, quantum yes. physics. Oh my god. When that one guy, oh my god, what's the guy? Ouroboros. Ouroboros? Obi. Obi, uh, freaking the guy from Everything Everywhere All, All at once. once. Dude, he, he added that extra little funny content for for me for season two. Like him and the Mobius and. Oh everything. no, he was straight up just being his character from the Goonies. He was. He yeah, was. That's all it was. Like he was just doing revisiting that whole thing. It was good. I liked him. I like him. He. he he portrays that character well. Yeah. And it's a matter of who is using that character and what series or show or movie, and it works. Yeah. You, you needed that one character that you saw in the Goonies. You needed him here, here, and here, and it worked well. Yeah. And it was just funny. Like, watching them interact with, uh, when he was interacting with Tiny, he's like, oh, you, you wrote the book. No, you wrote the book. And I was like, wait, who wrote the book? Obi, Obi or Timely? Timely wrote the book? Timely wrote the theories and everything on how the TVA works. Okay. Which Ouroboros wrote the book for to actually give out to everyone to in order to work there. Oh my god. But Timely based his theories and everything off of the book that Ouroboros wrote. So they both wrote it. Oh my god. And they both wrote it for each other. That was that was crazy. That was a self-contained loop. <laughs> that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that made it fun. And but then at the it. same time, at the very end, they don't give the books to Timely when he's younger. No. So that changes, that alters that whole history. Yep. So now, like, the TVA even starts to exist, but that's a whole other branch that comes off, or that's another branch where the TVA doesn't exist at all. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, it gives you a cluster of mind fucks to deal with later on for storylines that were like, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, and you also open up a lot of avenues for you to fucking go down. Yeah. So, but I mean, in all, I mean, the show, I was very bored with it until, like, the last couple episodes. Why? 
honestly, the entire time, I was like, why the fuck is Loki even, like, caring about the TVA? He spent the entire first season trying to get away and figure out a way to be free. And then once he found Sylvie, he was, his whole thing was, I kind of fall in love with myself. Which, I mean, for a very egocentric god, that makes sense. Right. He literally, his love of his life is himself. There it is. A female version of himself. Very selfish. Yes. So his whole thing is like trying to keep her alive and keep her safe. And then they finally, that was his whole, his whole uh, goal in the first season. Season two is literally just like, also he's like, well, no, we have to save the TVA. And I don't really believe that was should be his actual goal. I think his goal should be trying to find Sylvie to save her still. But that's never been the goal for the season. No, it wasn't. No, like his, his goals changed drastically from season one to season two. So for me, I lose kind of like, I, you lost me there because your character doesn't have a real good growth to that point. Uh-huh. It just changes. And on top of that, he wants to do this, but we don't really know why. What's his goal? Like, is he trying to control the TVA? Does he want to be like a god and like rule over time and space? Which he keeps saying, no, I don't want that. I, I want to reestablish everything to keep things going. I want to save the world. I want to keep my friends the way they are. Yeah. But if he weren't... If we end up finding out that like he goes and he becomes the god of stories. That's like the title they give him. Because like, he's... A, goes through and he grabs all the branches and connects them. He literally, cre- he creates the tree of Yggdrasil. Yes, that was such a cool, like, callback to the fact that this is Loki. Yeah, a Nordic god. A Nordic god. And he created his own freaking tree. Yeah. And, and that was the burden he didn't want. Like, to begin with, when he was talking to Kang, Kang told him, like, I'm doing what you can't do. I'm doing what nobody else could do because I'm sitting here making sure this stays in place for the sake of you all. Yeah. For the sake of peace, because he always said, you know, if it breaks, you're going to deal with a bunch of kings. And that's why he was trimming it to a certain point, right? Yeah. So now, give it to Loki. Loki was like, change. he had to change the equation. And the equation was, don't branch off and kill anything. Let everything grow and let everything have a chance to play itself out. Right? And so when he actually, like, pulled all the things, was he, what, what was he powering them with? That was the one thing I was kind of tripping out on. Like, he was giving green energy. Was that like his god power or what? I believe that was him connecting to the timelines. So that every time he grabbed a branch in a group of branches, uh-huh. that was him literally like taking them into himself. Because if you watch it, he grabs different branches and they form a cape on him, which okay. branches out and then becomes a tree. Okay. So literally what he was grabbing, you see everything turn green? Yeah. That was just like him taking claim. Okay. And like, like literally him becoming like the god of stories where he's like, I'm taking all of this into me. Got it. Okay. I was, uh, I thought he was like creating like multiple points that were going to like collide in one spot and collide in another spot. I thought he was creating like multiverse wars by each time he was grabbing. No, no. He was grabbing key branches and attaching them to like the main branches kind of deal. Got it. And he was attaching them to something. Those ones became his cape itself. And then like those would branch off and like those keep growing and building. That's what became the tree uh, Yggdrasil. Which I love. Like, that image at the very end of the, that tree was so well done. It really was. Like, that was super dope. Um, I liked how they did it. I liked the ending. The ending was well done for it to be all focused on Loki. He went from, I'm going to destroy everything. I'm going to help this person. I'm going to help myself. I'm going to help everybody. Fuck it. In the end, he took one for the team. He's sitting on a throne just making sure all the timelines grow In up the end, he became the Loki we got from the actual Avengers. Cause that Loki did the same thing to where I'm gonna destroy everything. To I'm gonna I'm just doing this shit for myself to like grow myself. I want to I want to rule something, and in the end he finally just becomes a guy who's like selfless and he 
wants to t- give up his own life to save everyone. And then Thanos kills him. He's doing the same thing that that Loki did. He grew into the Loki that he was going to grow into anyways. If the timeline continued from there. The problem is I don't see a good transition from A to B. Okay. I feel like we jump a couple steps and we don't really get to see the growth like we did in the movies for this one Loki variant. Like I said, he goes from like the goal of like trying to save himself and get out of the TVA to trying to save Sylvie to because he falls in love with her. <laughs> to all of a sudden, I want to save the TV. I want to save the TVA, but like, like why? Mm-hmm. If it was, I want to find Sylvie in her timeline and save her, and that was like his whole goal the entire time. I would believe that even more. Yeah, and I would even say like if he were to do all that, take all that on, to make sure that Sylvie lived. Even then, I would say that would be a greater storyline, a story arc for him. That he suffered all of this to save the one person he loves. And he was able to take on all that because one person was able to change him that much. Yeah. I think that would have been a greater storyline. As opposed to like, no, we just got to save the TVA. But why? Because we don't, everything goes to hell. Yeah. It's like, okay, but like, if everything goes to hell, we get a reset. Like, it doesn't do a very just job of explaining his emotional change. Got it. It could have rushed. Yeah. yeah. They only gave us, like, what? Six, six episodes. We probably would have got that if we got eight episodes. I we would have had to dedicate, like, an episode to it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Episodes worth. Yeah. I mean, maybe a season worth. Cause you, like, it's a, it's a very drastic big change. I mean, we, we got to see why. But, I mean, all in all, I, think, I love everyone else's portrayal, how they all acted. I love that. I just... Yeah. The way they had Loki's emotional growth happen... It wasn't good for me. But everything else, I mean, all the other acting was great except for Victor Timely. I hate that fucking kid the way he talked. <laughs> the stutter? Well, uh, if, if we are, if we're gonna. Dude, I was like trying to rush his freaking speech so much in my head. I was like, bro, just spit it out, please. I'm like, why are you fucking stuttering and lisping at the same time, dude? Calm the fuck down. Look at that. Like, you, like, he had every speech impediment there was. Yeah, yeah, and have to, and sometimes I felt like he was just faking it. No, I thought the same time too. I'm like, are you, like, are you just fucking with these guys? Dude, I was waiting. I was like hoping that he was gonna be like, oh yeah, not on the, like, I'm the one that like at the at the end of time and space. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, dude, I, I was waiting for that like the whole time. Same, and then even when they like, they saw like Loki in the theater, like and they see Vision for the first time, and like at the trailer, and I forget which movie it was, but it was the end credits scene that they showed it. What. The when the end credit scene in one of the movies where Mobius and Loki see Victor Timely in the stage thing. That was the end of season one. No, no, no. They did it at the movie. In one of the movies, they did it to lead to season two. Ooh, it's gonna bug me because now I remember. Yeah, but it, at that point, like they made a big deal. Like that's him. That's 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 a variant of he who remains. Like he's a very dangerous man. But the entire time, like this guy is just fucking. St- Autistic. He's not fucking dangerous. Dang it! It's gonna bug me. I can't remember. I hate you. Thanks for putting that in my head. You're welcome. Let me think about that. <laughs> but that was like, my biggest issue with this fucking show was like that emotional growth and how like they don't do a great job of explaining all that, and I feel that that hinders the show a lot. Okay. I that is pretty it. weak though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's the flip flop like that. I think the only the only episode that you could have understood the growth is the one where he said he spent centuries learning engineering. Because okay. in the centuries that we don't see him, that would have been the episode where they explained the growth. 
Yeah. That right there. They just fast forwarded it and we didn't get it. If we had a full episode of him like like literally like learning and doing all that, that would have been the emotional growth you missed. Yeah, and also like seeing him like make build bonds with these characters who like don't know him. Like he literally kind of like just reestablished with all these people who just barely met him and they had to redo it every time and he f- learns them so well from like spending centuries with them. But even yeah. though they, for them it's like a couple hours. Yeah. So I think that could have been one extra episode right there. That one episode where you see the bond, but it's take it would take too much time, and I think that's why they didn't do it. Yeah, but to see the heartbreak at the end, like where like I, these people who like I grew to love and care about, I'm doing this for them, not for the worlds, but for them. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather see that, and they just it's something that is comes short very hard. All right, cool. Well then, think you're ready to rate it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let you do. I start it. I'll start it. Okay. okay. Go for it. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a seven and a half. It fell short for me. It didn't really give me what I needed from the show. Uh, some of the act, a lot of the acting was really great. I just feel the Jonathan Majors portrayal of Vince Timely was annoying. <laughs> it's just it, it, the the way he delivered his lines was just very very annoying to me. Um, I felt like the story could have been done way better, and I felt like like I said Loki's emotional growth to get from A to B could have been well more fleshed out. Okay, yeah. I I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also still don't get a fucking king that I feel is a threat. Well, the way the series ended, we just got a shitload of kings. We d- we Well, no. We had a shitload of kings before that. Now it's like we just confirmed they're not going to go anywhere. Because like we had saw at the end of uh, Ant-Man, there's a fucking Coliseum full of them. All of them different. All of them fucking like various levels of manic and crazy but at the same time it's a lot of kings but we weren't given a king to be like a big threat okay, yeah the threat of king is there's a lot of them with the goal of controlling time and space yeah that's their threat there's a lot of them what we saw in Avengers Endgame there's a lot of Avengers with Wakanda and all the armies they built up where if a king wanted to come through and start a war like that there's a plenty of Avengers to come through and stop them so much more so that there's multiple timelines now too where they start pulling vendors from other timelines to come through and help. So we can literally like infinitely increase the number of fucking Avengers and go against this one fucking yeah. king. For every one king, we have about another fucking 80 Avengers to go at them. So, but when does Ant-Man take place? In the timeline? He comes after Loki, right? Ant-Man is taking place uh, during all of Loki. Well, Loki's taking place during all of it. Loki is taking place during all this bullshit. So okay. Loki, Loki, you can't really pinpoint a time because it's jumping back and forth from past to future. Okay, I'm gonna look this up because I feel this Loki season mm-hmm. fits before Ant Man. Because if it you, would have to, yeah. So be I think it's before Ant Man. So Loki, what he did is he just created the possibilities for all those kings to exist, right? Yeah. Because if we'd have kept it the other way. With only one king saying at the end of time, we wouldn't get the Atman branch where he has yeah. like all these multiple kings because the sacred timeline stayed the same at the end of season one Loki, and the end of season two Loki we have multiple branches now. If this is gonna be the case, I feel like Loki season one and season two have to literally take place right at the end of Endgame. Yeah, I think that's where it falls. Yeah, yeah. So I think we Loki solidified the multiverse. He he's letting it exist. Yeah, he should have said. Everybody's going to have their story, so we're going to see the multiple kings, we're going to see the multiple X-Men, we're going to see the multiple Marvel characters from every type of multi-comic book that is out there, 
Loki just planted firmly in a tree, everybody's going to have their story now. Everybody's going to have their chance to shine because of what Loki did in the end of season two. You know what would be a great fucking end credit scene for this? What? The Watcher comes and talks to Loki. That would have been dope as fuck. That should have been it. That right there. That would have been amazing. That would have been there. He would have been like, hey, I didn't expect you to do this. And I did not see this coming. And yeah. bam. And then he explains, by the way, because of what you did, you can't interfere about what's to come. And he like shows him a glimpse of like a quick speed up of all these things that are about to transpire. And it's all the multi-wars. Even better than that, he goes, you were the last one I thought to do this, but I'm glad you did. Let me give you a glimpse of what's to come. And then we don't see anything. We just see a tear coming down Loki's eye. Because he's like, there's going to be a lot of death and Thor's going to be in the middle of it all. Is Thor a big kick player in all the multiverse wars? Supposedly, like, Thor's still a part of all this stuff. So he knows his brother's going to be involved in a lot of this coming up. Mm, so he's going to see a lot of his brother's death. Yeah, and then they announced that there's going to be a Thor 5, but Taika Waititi said he's not going to be a part of it. Dang. He has so many projects in the fire. He's like, my next 10 years are booked. There's no way I can do another Thor movie. And Marvel, if Marvel's going to do it, it's going to be soon. Damn. So I'm like, that's right there. That, that tells me that Marvel came to him already, like, hey, you ready for part five? Hey, uh, I'm booked. Because <laughs> he has a Star Wars movie coming out. He has uh, a couple of TV shows that he's working on. And he has another movie that he's in the works of doing as well. That motherfucker's too busy. Yeah. he Like he said, his next 10 years are booked for just movies and TV shows. And that's not the stuff that he's also probably trying to like do on the side of his own thing. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think everything Marvel has set up for this year, at the end of 2023, is just setting themselves up for multiple timelines, multiple universes, multiple everything. Not for 20... Well, for 2024 with Deadpool, yes. But I think for 2025. I think 2025, we're going to start seeing the multiverses a lot more and faster. Possibly. I think everyone's going to like touch base in the multiverse somehow. Mm-hmm. But again, like we need to start seeing Kang be a badass. If we don't get that, it's... either they're going to have to get rid of Kang as your big bad and bring somebody else in. Where like, oh, they're building up Kang to be the badass right now, but then you know Glass shows up and just swallows that Coliseum up whole. There it is. Now we got a new big bad. Exactly. Though. So yeah. you need something like that to happen because like this is just to be annoying. Yeah, that's think that's what Marvels do. They're buying time. They they literally are buying time. That's all it is. Yeah. They're just setting up Fantastic Four. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all this for Fantastic Four. I'm dead. I'm dead. They got Pedro Pascual well, to be Doctor Fantastic. Mister Fantastic. Mister Fantastic. Ay, ay, ay. We'll see. Cool. We'll see. Um. So yeah. Uh. With uh the way Loki ended, I would give it an eight. I, w- I think everybody that's interested in Marvel and what's to come, again, needs to see it just so they understand the timeline, how it works. Because I think this Loki season is going to be the key of reference going forward about why everything is the way it's going to be going forward. Because that's it. Why is... They're, they're, in the future of Marvel, they're going to reference this Loki. They're going to reference that this Loki is in control of all timelines and somebody's going to go after him, I think. And I, that's my hunch. My hunch is, whatever the future big bad is... They're going to find out about this Loki and how he's controlling because there's another Loki still out there. This isn't our Loki that is uh, somewhere else right now. Our sacred timeline Loki is the dead Loki. Correct. The one that snaps his neck. Yes. And that's the Loki that got away from his death and is doing something big. His purpose. He's fulfilling his purpose. His, he's burdened with a great purpose. Yes. So. Also, I don't know if you caught this, but the title of each episode, 
the last episode for the season was Burdened with Great Purpose. Uh-huh. And the very first episode of the first season was Burdened with Great Purpose. Wow. They book into on that note because like he constantly says it. Yeah. And we finally see it come to fruition. Yep. So, dude, I'm excited. I want to see what's to come now. They, they're just setting up a lot of things. But, like, to your point, we need to see them nail down something. Yeah. They're building all these planes. Let them land with a big bat. We need at least something to come up fruition for the big bat. It has to be something to give us a semblance of, like, his his intimidation status. Like, it's something to make us think he is an Avengers-worthy threat. Because right now, Ant-Man can take care of them all. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Let's kill everybody. Put them all in a quantum realm. Done, guys. What's next? Anthony, get him! <laughs> uh, poor Tony. R.I.P. Um, cool. So I think that's it. Uh, Wes, are you going to watch Loki now that we told you he is going to be a key role for the future? I mean, I will watch the last two episodes of these ones. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's all you really need. That's all you really need. Yeah, because yeah. I, you know, if it's all connected like that and that's what I'm seeing, then yeah, maybe I'll pop back in and watch it from the beginning. All right, cool. Awesome. I think that's it, Joe. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Like, subscribe, follow. Tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Tell your teachers, cats, dogs, all of them. Uh, if you have any questions, you want to make any comments, let us know if we're, you know, if we're matching up with your point of views. Let us know. Instagram page, of course, is there for you. Email's there listed for you. Uh, Brian, anything you want to plug? Doesn't know. Wesley, anything you want to plug? No, I'm good right now. Damn. Damn. Damn, let me get a word out, bro. You blanked on my heat and have anything. I was thinking about uh, a series I'm watching, uh, Pluto. I just started that. Uh, shout out to Pluto. I'm watching it right now and I'm really digging it. It is super freaky just because a big premise of the show is you don't know who's human and you don't know who's robot. It's very much um, Blade Runner. Dude, really good. So I'm watching that right now. Um, I'm in the last th- two episodes. So yeah, that's my plug. Watch for Pluto. It's really good. All right, thank you guys so much. Have a good one. Have a good night. Bye. This has been a broken production.